Bad snap. Bobble. Oh, Scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good Sunday morning, folks, and what a beautiful Sunday morning it is here in East Lansing. It's 11 a.m., so you know what time it is. Time for the Green and White Report. Ryan Rabinowitz here with Julian Mitchell. Julian, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm happy to be here. It's a great Sunday. It's good to see you. You too, man. Dude, I always love waking up and seeing your face on a Sunday morning. I like the positive energy. We all That's the key to making the dream work here is bringing the positive vibes. It is, and I think that's what we both do. We both come in positive kill it on the show it's a really it's a great start to a sunday and then a great restart for the week or refresh whatever week you've been having a little bit of sunday scaries though not gonna lie it's just like tough like you got i got class at 8 a.m on monday Ooh, that's rough if i here's my thing if i were to be the president of university i would have no monday classes and all classes start as early as 11 a.m that's it that's the earliest they can go i would call it ryan university (laughs) and we'd have an unbelievable enrollment rate I believe it. I'm but either it. way, we're here on Sunday. How how was your Saturday night? It was a, it was a decent Saturday night. Not too bad. Not too bad. And Could have been better. It could have been better. Could have been you know. better, unfortunately. Uh, beautiful uh, yes, beautiful it, fall morning, though. Go ahead, Akaru. It was a rough It was a rough Saturday for me. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, no. Is this? I feel, feel like it's leading into story Yeah, I felt like now. it sounded like a story. You guys want the story? As long as you keep it PG, we got kids <laughs> oh, listening. Oh no, we I'll keep it PG. Keep Just, it PG. My I'll, question is, do, do you guys want the story? I'll take the story. Yeah, like, hit, hit us. You can't say it was a rough Saturday yeah. and then not give a story. <laughs> give me the story. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll start it with you know some credential mixed up stuff. Long story short, I had to drive half an hour to make sure we our boys got the credentials yesterday for the football game. So that okay. that was great. Um, just some great jazz here at the station with, you know, going live yesterday, a lot of different stuff going on there, which was an issue. Um, let's see. Uh, just a lot of issues here at the station. Just a lot of issues personally with myself, some falling out potentially with my friends. And, uh, wow. It was, it was a long and rough day. I was just interesting. I don't mean to laugh. I just no, that just, just sounds like it was just it was a tough day yesterday. It, it was a and tough day. And then now it's a tough start to the show. So That's all right. It happens. We can talk after the show if we want to have a little come to Jesus session. I feel like things are <laughs> if things are falling apart you know in the car's okay. world. Yeah, we, I, I'm feeling okay right now though. Because I got you guys McDonald's. So. Good. Yeah, we do appreciate you getting us McDonald's. That, this this was nice to show up to uh, the show today with a nice hash brown and uh, chocolate milk jug on my desk. I do appreciate it that. It was big time. He really did it up. And, and Ryan, you were coming back home from from Novi, and so Carter yes. picked me up. And he, he picked me up in the 2019 RAV4. It was waiting outside. Really? <laughs> it was beautiful. It was driving in luxury, you know? Wow. And a beautiful day, too, Hikaru. So, so put that put that smile on your face. Saturday's over. Today's a new day. We got McDonald's. The and at whole least station the... <laughs> smells like hash browns and grease and di- and diabetes. And you know what? At least the Lions cannot disappoint me today. Well, okay, you know, I think if the Lions were playing today, they might make you happy. The Lions have been making me happy the last couple weeks, but I hear what you're saying. You know what? We'll hear that in the second hour. There's of the no, show. there's no chance for heartbreak today with the Lions. There's always a possibility. It's always looming. It's so I understand. Air. Yeah. But you, you know get the what? tinge of Lions football <laughs> in there, yeah. It is, it is, but I think that's part of being a Detroit Lions fan, you know? 
It happens. Well, I hope <laughs> your Sunday is better than your Saturday. I hope so, too, man. And to anyone so. else who had a bad Saturday like Akaru did, I hope your Sunday's a lot better. Great day today, though. It was a beautiful morning. It was a beautiful morning. It was a beautiful... It's just a good day, you know? Start your day off, beautiful outside. You wake up with us, let's get it off on the right foot. Exactly. I like that. And we'll just get rolling here on the Green and White Report. If you want to call into the show today, folks, we do have a phone that you can use. Feel free to, to hit those digits. Hit those digits. Ring 517. 517- 432-3893 is the number to text us, 517-884-8989, or join us on Twitter. I know you have it, at WDBM Sports, hashtag GWReport. A uh, lot to do today. we got Michigan State football. Of course, they're lost to Ohio State last night. Uh, we'll bring Ian Drummond on for some Michigan State volleyball. Hockey's right around the corner, folks, so Michigan State hockey will be talked. Is that, a, is that the right way to say it, to be spoken with? Hockey will be spoken with, be talked spoken, about spoken, uh, with Ryan like Collins. And Collins is sticking on the show for pretty much uh, maybe a little bit too long. I'm, I'm kind of nervous for him. Uh, it's because Trent went home. It's true. And we t- Trent was banned from the studio today to spend time with his family. Uh, we got some NHL hockey talk with Ryan Collins as well. The Sparty Awards today at noon. I know you're all waiting for it. Fall festivities. There is Fall is in the air. The leaves are changing. Uh, we'll give you the Sparty Awards for Fall festivities, things to do in the fall, things of that nature. We got some boys traveling back from Columbus too. I think it's. I hope I remember Eric. Eric Box out there, correct? Winslow, Sacone, yes. Dandron. That might be it. Just them that are in the car traveling back from Columbus. You said Eric Bach, correct? I did. McCray. McCray's out there, too. out there, too. Uh, so we're going to call the car for our MSU football part two, and then we'll wrap the show up with some uh, Major League Baseball playoff talk, and of baseball? course. For always, the, the picks with the NFL. Yeah, I feel like we haven't talked baseball at all this year on the show. I'm excited. I haven't it's talked It's just because when the Lions, or the Lions, when the Tigers are this bad, it's just like I'm not even in the mood to ever talk baseball. But it's playoff time, so you'd think we would do our job here and actually uh, talk about the playoffs. You know? The, yeah. This is our job. To do. I just feel like we wake up Sunday mornings and just like talk. Yeah, it's just part of the, it's part of the routine. I'm a vol- volunteer. I'm volunteer. volunteer. We don't get paid. I know. This Can is you believe just that? For fun. We got the we got the guys in in Columbus are staying at the uh, staying at the the Westin, the Westin, yeah, and they got the complimentary breakfast over there. I can't get a dime over here. It's all right though. That's a labor issue. <laughs> we'll start a union. Uh, I'm not threatening to start a union. By the way, I hope I don't get fired from the show now. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move into the game. Obviously, Michigan State and Ohio State was the primetime matchup last night in Columbus. Uh, the Spartans falling 34-10 to 10 in that one. Some quick stats for you because we love to throw you stats. Brian Lewerke was 20 for 38 through the air, 218 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Elijah Collins, the running back for the Spartans, 12 carries, 63 yards on the ground. And Ohio State's Justin Field, 17 for 25, 206 yards, and two touchdowns. A very underwhelming stat line for him because I think he played a lot bigger than that shows. Um Mixed emotions about this game because you come into the game if you're the Spartans and you're a 20-point dog or whatever the, the the final line ended up being. And for me, you know, there's those – I never really felt confident going in. I think 20 was a lot of points to give, and obviously Ohio State covered the spread, so a lot of people are probably happy about that. But I, I felt like there was this weird part of the back of my mind that was like, you know what, they might actually pull this one off. And in the same breath, the other the other part of my brain, the right lobe, frontal lobe, whatever, cortex, whatever's going on, was like, this game might get out of hand fast. And for the most part, at the beginning of the game, I think if you're a Michigan State fan, you were really excited about what you saw. And granted, uh, not great on the opening possessions for Michigan State on the offensive side of the ball. 
Uh, it was. I almost wanted to shut my TV off immediately because I thought that was going to be the kind of game yeah. that it was. <laughs> um, but your defense held you in for a second. Obviously, you start the game off with two turnovers immediately on your first two possessions, and it's, it's. I don't want to say it, it obviously, obviously didn't cost you the game, but to start like that is, is especially for a team in Michigan State that's really offensively started off games pretty well yeah. as far as getting points on their first drives. The game, it feels like in every game they've marched the field the field and have and have scored on those first drives but I don't know I, I I'd like to almost hear what your opinion of the game was because I'm, I'm still trying to formulate if I'm you know a part of me is like embarrassed that I had to watch what I did because <laughs> I think it just really got out of hand and there were so many sloppy plays and just they weren't really cleaned up and buttoned up to play and part of me too I don't think they played all that bad so I'm going to turn it over to you quite selfishly so I can digest digest it yeah really think about it get the brain the wheels moving in the brain hopefully I can help a little bit my my just thoughts coming out of it and I I think it was kind of waking up this morning and reflecting on what I watched was this was not a game to me where Ohio State was a hundred percent clearly far away the better team necessarily this to me was more msu just didn't execute they played a good game i mean this is one of the first i mean os ohio state hasn't played anyone really up until this point but they moved the ball well progressively they had good drives the work he looked pretty good he made some great throws but there were some drop passes there were errant passes that the should have completed like the excuse me the cody white crossing of uh, course Crossing move where he just completely overthrows him, probably would have walked White right into the end zone, misses that throw there, the missed tackles. It was all just execution. Because if they make half of those plays, we're talking about a very different game. Right. Because to me, all this came down to was one quarter of mistakes. And that was the second quarter where I think OSU put up a 24, 24 piece in the second quarter. If that doesn't happen, we're talking about a, a very different game. And I don't know if they would have won. I truthfully didn't have that much optimism coming into this game. Yeah. But you always think Michigan State plays up to the Ohio State's, the Michigans of the world. And what happened last night was not a team that played up to their opponent. And I, I just don't know. I, to me, like what you said about the fumbles, yes, I, you don't want to say, oh, obviously that was the downfall. But I think it was, it was the beginning of the dominoes starting to fall down. You look at those two missed fumbles for me on the defensive end. I think you look at players like Joe Bocci and Tyreek Thompson and other guys um, who missed tackles. And I think watching the offense go and start out with two fumbles, you kind of get in your head, oh, if the offense is going to do this, then we have to be that much better. And I think that's what led, because a lot of the missed tackles were just players going for strips rather than just wrapping up. And I think it was continuously the thought of, we have to make a big play or else we're already out of this game. And they just ended up shooting themselves in the foot. I think it was mental lapses. That cost this team this game. The point you made about Michigan State generally under Mark D'Antonio rising to the occasion is I think what gave myself and a lot of Michigan State fans this sense of hope that maybe they can get it done. And when you come out of the gate on offense and you immediately turn the ball over twice, you know, it's the offense obviously takes a lot of heat from fans and the media and and to, to some extent deservedly so. And, you know, like you said, I think the whole game, especially in the beginning, and even when things started to kind of snowball effect on offense or on Ohio State side, you're waiting for the defense to get a stop, and then you need to answer with points. I mm-hmm. think the Daryl Stewart touchdown, which was the only touchdown Big. of the game for the Spartans, was exactly what you needed. And I think where Michigan State kind of 
fell short or or where the wheels started to fall off is then, you know, when you get your next stop on defense, you have to get in the end zone. And a lot of it goes back to just, look, you can't finish drives on offense. I mean, they I don't think they played horribly by any means. I don't think I don't really have any criticisms for the play calling. Um, there were a couple times where, you know, you saw the like the weird jet sweep again twice, and I don't think that you really need to use that play that more than good. once in a game. I know you line up in the Wildcat one time with Ladarius Jefferson, I believe, and I think Elijah Collins was with him. And to me, I, I get it, you're trying to change looks, but everyone and their grandma knows you're running the ball there. Like, what else are you doing? So that, to me, was maybe the two hiccups where I thought the play calling was poor. But like you said, offensively, a lot of dropped passes, some missed balls, but I, I just want to be clear about this, and I do this all the time, and I hate to bring up the lines, but I have to do the same thing for Matthew Stafford all the time. If you're a Michigan State fan and you're on Twitter or whatever, I, I haven't seen, I, look, I, don't, I haven't been on Twitter, I don't know what the instant reactions I mean, are from the armchair quarterbacks or whatever. It happened in our own group chat. And I don't, I'm don't. i not going to throw any names or anybody on the I'm bus. I'm way but out of the group chat, by the way. People in the group chat are, are the work. He's a bad quarterback, and he's awful. And, like, I give you some, he missed He did, He did. missed that throw to Cody yes, White. exactly. But he threw a couple of great balls over the top of defenders yes. that were really good. He progressed. He moved the ball forward. And let's be honest, are you going to start Lombardi? No, because he's not better than Lewerke. He's factually not better than Lewerke. So my thing is... I understand. I'm not here defending Brian Lewerke since his sophomore year. He hasn't been great. I understand that. There's a lot of balls that he misses. Again, the Cody White one is like the icing on the cake of why people, Mm -hmm. the people that can't stand Lewerke, like can't stand Lewerke, is those throws like that. But I need you to watch the whole game and see that your receivers drop balls all the time. You, you know, if you're going to blame Lewerke for the fumble on the pitch to Collins and the ball hit him right in the hands, I don't know if there was a timing issue or a miscommunication. But the offensive line for Michigan State has been so abysmal, in my opinion, that it's it's hard. I, I can't even – I commend the guy being Brian Lewerke for even standing in the pocket. You see a lot of times, too, I believe it was by design that he would take the snap and he would immediately flush out to his right. Because he knew if you sit in the pocket, you have one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and you're picking grass out of your face, Matt. So the offensive line has been – terrible and they have been for a handful of years which is why you why you haven't seen such a championship caliber like offense like you saw in like the 2015 14 13 type deal so that to me is your biggest problem i if you're gonna pick on brian lewerke i'm gonna politely ask that you watch the game a bit more closely it's college football man i mean you have a handful of quarterbacks i'll, I'll throw like two uh Trevor Lawrence, I'll, I'll throw Jalen Hurts in there. Justin Fields look good. You have, a, you have a Jake Fromm. You have a handful of quarterbacks that you can look at and say, these are, at the college level, elite guys that take the game over and lead your team in their game changers. Brian Lewerke's not that guy. He's never been that guy. But what I will say is, in recent memory for Michigan State, he's one of your better quarterbacks. Like, what do you want? Do you want Tyler O'Connor to play quarterback for you again? Or, or again, Rocky Lombardi, who had the one, I don't know, I don't remember what game it was last year where Lewerke came out, because he was hurt all year, and you got the Rocky chance that, that, that really ticked me off in the stadium and he had you know he showed some flashes but he's clearly not ready to take that over yet so it that that part to me is frustrating and that's just how people are man like it goes on the quarterback I'm sure Lewerke knows that everyone knows that um 
But other than that, you know, I, I think on the defensive side of the ball, with with Ohio State, the biggest thing here is you, you couldn't let their playmakers make plays, and, and they have a lot of athletes on offense. I mean, it starts with their quarterback position. J.K. Dobbins is great. And K.J. Hill, right, the receiver, yeah. that whatever record he broke last night of Chris Carter's, that he's now second all-time on that list of, I don't know if it's like career catches or yards, who knows, whatever. Um, I, I think the defense blew a couple coverages that you saw pretty blatantly. And that's where you got beat. I still think, despite how many yards Dobbins had, I know it's probably close to 200 yards yet in the ground, maybe. But I thought yeah, the defense actually stopped the run decently well. They they there's a couple breakdowns that you know guys broke off big runs, and it happens. But I think all in all, when you look at the defense, I still think this is a phenomenal defense, and another defense too that's probably I don't want to say wasted because that's a harsh thing to say, but. You wish it, you wish the offense was a bit better to complement the defense. Obviously. And they definitely expected more. I think that is uh, that's the biggest pain if you're looking towards future games is mentally how much does this game hurt? Cuz I think the defense and the offense themselves expected more out of this game and out of this season. I mean, they still have a chance to go on, they win everything, win, get into a New Year's Six bowl. They have the chance to do that and I think looking at this game they are a good enough team to do that. The question is whether they're going to be ready enough to go at Wisconsin to play that game. You think about the three games they probably have left to win. Most likely Illinois, uh, Rutgers, and I want to say, I think like Penn State. Ma- Maryland, Maryland. Maryland. Maryland, the other game. And yeah. then you got your toss-ups of Wisconsin, uh, Penn State, and so on and so forth. And Michigan. They have a great chance of ending this season with only two losses and making a New Year's Six. Yeah, yeah. They have a shot yes. at it. This team is is talented enough. It's good enough. The question is whether this game, the fact that you mentally shot yourself in the foot and lost this game in that second quarter is enough to derail a season. The defense is good enough. Yeah. Your offense can do enough to win you games. Well, I think Lewerke showed in this one, some of those passes don't go dropped. He makes a couple more. He's a little bit sharper. This is a different team and a better team and a good season if they end out real, if if they end out well enough. And and you have to give credit where credit's due to Ohio State. I mean, this is a team that, at least in my opinion, from what I you hear before the season starts, for some reason the narrative was built up per usual of like Michigan's now the team to beat in the East because Ohio State loses Urban Meyer and they seem to have not skipped a beat. If anything, they might be even more complete. Than they than they have been in years past. Justin Fields is a tremendous athlete, and really, what was what was really frustrating to watch is they do that. Every team does the RPO now, and I like I oh, yeah. it's, it's you know it's flashy and fun to watch. I'm a big Smash Mouth football guy. Like throw the fullback in there and two tight ends and let's go. But it's like the RPO, and he fakes the handoff, and he rolls to his right, and like I'm screaming run, and everyone's sucking in on him, and then just drops the teardrop over top. Or if you back off him, he runs for 100 yards. That was gorgeous, by the way, that play. Yeah, it's And it happened a couple times, and that's what's frustrating. And you said earlier, too, I think that the defense felt a lot of pressure to go grab the ball because they felt if they didn't force turnovers and get the offense back on the field that they weren't going to have a chance to win. And there were a couple plays there. I believe Josiah Scott, when he was chasing, I don't know who he was chasing down there on one of the big touches. I might have been Dobbins. Dobbins. It was Dobbins And on I that think run. he just tried to grab the ball, and he fell all over himself, and he was a mess, and it was embarrassing. Bocce got caught a couple times going for the ball. What's that to me fundamentally as a kid that played football from third to sixth grade, and that was it. I had my cup of coffee on the Novi Bobcats team. <laughs> my cup of coffee. You're taught first guys. First guy tackles the body. Second guy grabs the ball. It's pretty fundamental football. I don't really know what happened, but to your point, I don't want to overlook what you stated in a couple minutes ago. 
We talked last week about how this handful of games between Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, you're going to see what kind of team you have here. And if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year that you were going to lose this game to Ohio State, I wouldn't have cared. I mean, I would have been like, yeah, it makes sense. You go to Columbus, your defense is good, but Ohio State's offense is like actually really good. And your offense being Michigan State is, you know, they are what they are. So I can't get mad at you for that. What I now expect this team to do is – you have to respond against Wisconsin. And we'll get into, obviously, the second part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll call our guys driving in and, and get their thoughts on not only this game against Ohio State, but how they match up against against Wisconsin. And you're going to see Jonathan Taylor, who is a legitimate Heisman candidate. And I think it matches up well because you're a pretty good run-stopping team. But now, like we said, between Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan, you have three more chances to prove yourself. I will say, too, and this is, again, not just as a Michigan State slappy and a Michigan hater, I'm not afraid to go walk into Ann Arbor this year. I don't think anyone I don't think anyone has been afraid to go to Michigan and play a football game in years. So, especially for Michigan State, Michigan's offense is, is just as bad as Michigan State's, if not worse. And if you if you watch... Michigan football, if you want to play the quarterback game, if you can look me in the eyes and genuinely tell me you'd rather have Shea Patterson as your quarterback than Brian Lewerke, I'd laugh in your face. And that's, again, trying to be mm-hmm. as objective as possible. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't, and that's why I really had mixed emotions about this game. I mean, if, if you want to, if you want to, you know, moan about, the offense, and if you again, if you want to point the finger at Brian Lewerke, which I think is a foolhardy thing to do, you know, part of me is like, what did you expect? Like, what do you want? Ohio State's that good, and for whatever reason, like I said, they came into the year. I don't know about Ohio State; it might be Michigan's year. Okay, well, give me a break. All the all the experts that like that was their unbelievable take because of the coaching change. But you look at Ohio State now, and you go, as long as this team wins out, which they should and they will. And you have to imagine they probably see Wisconsin in that Big Ten championship game. If they went out, you have to imagine it's a playoff team again. I think so. I mean, yeah, you you look at it across the board. Ohio State's going to reload. They're going to have guys. It's, Every year. That, it's plain and simple. And you, I think that's what you end up seeing is Michigan State, very talented, very good. Ohio State just has dudes. And I think that's going to be the difference between Ohio State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a very, very good team. Jonathan team Jonathan Taylor great back obviously a Heisman candidate but they don't have the same caliber of guys that Ohio State does in my opinion and I think Wisconsin is a better matchup for Michigan State Ohio State is a title contender Wisconsin is maybe a Big Ten title contender that is the difference that we're talking about here and I don't necessarily think talent was the biggest thing in this game to me it came down to more execution but you also you got to execute plays against probably some of the best players you're going to face in college football. And that's just playing. I mean, the way Justin yeah. Fields looked, his stat line doesn't show it, but the kid was good. Yes. Michigan State got pressure yes. on him. He didn't look rattled. He had some moments where it was like, oh, I haven't seen pressure like this because we haven't played anybody. Right. But he made good throws. He worked well with his feet. I mean, I think it was a play in the third or fourth quarter. Probably shouldn't have ran the ball. Should have been sacked at least for a loss. But he gets out, jukes a lineman, and then gets out to sprint for another first down. Like, no other quarterback is going to make that move but someone like him who's as good as he is. And that's just something that Michigan State, they probably won't see for the rest of the season. Like right. th- That's just how different this guy and this team is. Is They are just that 
good. And, and you had to play against Ohio State or any good team, really, especially on the road. You have to play near a perfect game. And we haven't really seen that for Michigan State yet. I always go back to the Western Michigan game. Obviously, that's, that was their highest point total, and their highest point total in, in a couple years as well. But I just think that was probably your most complete game that you saw. Maybe it's the neon jerseys. I don't know. Or the neon uniforms. I hope it's not. I don't want to see them again. But it's just you had to, you had to be perfect. Um, you know, Matt Coughlin again is Matt Coughlin again is I hate I hate the rag on the guy. I really do. Um, but come on. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> come on. Like you got, I need you to make a kick. I think the the, the field goal he missed um, w- was a big like that's I think kind of sucked the wind out of out of I don't want to say the stadium because they're on the road, but it was kind of demoralizing. You know, and those kind of things add up. Um, I also too like can I don't understand why Michigan State even options to put a punt returner or kick returner back out there because it's they never utilize them. I mean, I understand that the kickoffs now, if you fair catch inside the twenty-five, it goes right to the twenty-five. I'm okay with that. But Brandon Sowards, like for the like for the love of God, dude, I I, like, I need you to every ball is over his head too. By the way, Grant, their punters unreal. Drew Chrisman, or whatever his name is. Their punter's unbelievable for Ohio State, but I need you to like get something going on. Like I th- get a spark, something. Like get Daryl Stewart right there. I don't know, um, whatever. But I, I just think you know for for whatever reason with this game, I, I I have a trouble like getting worked up about it because again it's Ohio State. They're a great team, but we'll see. I mean, like we we have many more games to play here. Um, like you said, you expect to have your wins against your Illinois and your Maryland and your Rutgers, and now it's how you rise to the occasion against. You get Penn State at home, which will help. Penn State's looked good too; they have looked good. And it's you know, I think Penn State's one of those teams where you're like, you know, they're they're a, they're a fraud until they're not, in my opinion. It's like I need to see them get a, a decent win or a big win over a good team before I sign the check on them. Um, but but either way. Um, if, unless you got anything else to add, we can move on to volleyball here. Of course, we always talk Mich- or Michigan State football in the latter half of the show. Um, if you do want to join the conversation, again, we'll throw the number out, 517-432-3893, or text us, 517-884-8989. And we'll move on to Michigan State volleyball now, if you all don't mind. We welcome on Ian Drummond. Ian, good morning, my friend. Hello, hello. Uh, I noticed you had some, such a trouble getting into the studio today. With the uh, there were a couple walkathons going on with the elderly. Yes, there was a race and a walk. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's just I, it's just another Sunday morning in East Lansing. The city's buzzing. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see people outside, but not so much when I'm trying to get here. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Uh, Michigan State volleyball off to a pretty great season so far. Eleven uh, and three record. They're four games in the Big Ten play with a two and two conference record. They dropped a five-set battle to Maryland on the road last night. Uh, so from what you saw in, in, in that match, what kind of happened with the Spartans there? Well, from what I can see, it looks like the main issue here was a not great-looking, pretty ugly fourth set. After three sets, I believe they were up 2-1 to one after that third set, and just it looks like they imploded there. They had 12 errors in that set. Only 10 kills, negative hitting percentage, just not what you want to see. And one of the biggest things, we know we have Ricardo on all the time to come in and talk volleyball, and his biggest thing he he likes to harp on is the service errors by this Michigan State team and the fact that they kind of shoot themselves in the foot, much like the football team. Um, 
rather than allowing the other team to beat them. And and I want to ask you, do you feel that same way? And at what point do you start to think that some of these errors that they have on themselves can't be tightened? I mean, we're four games in the conference play, so it's still early. Um, but obviously you're starting to look at some of these things and say, okay, these are errors that they really have to fix at some point. Oh, they definitely are. And, you know, I was seeing, at least in the last couple that I'd covered, some progress in that. The last one that I covered was when Maryland came here, the same Maryland team, and I thought that MSU played the best Big Ten game I had ever seen them play, personally. You know, they played extremely clean that game. So to see that kind of issue come back is a little disconcerting. Yeah, and the the loss puts them now at 2-2 two and two, with still a ton of Big Ten games left to go. You, you look out ahead of the season. Big Ten, one of the toughest conferences in volleyball. Do you still expect this Michigan State team with where they've been playing, the level that they've been playing at, to go out and win the Big Ten? Or if they started to begin to put themselves in a hole, that will be hard to battle back from? Well, winning the Big Ten is a... That's a huge uphill battle for almost any team. I mean, they have... Pretty regularly, you know, five, six teams at least in the top 25. And MSU is not usually one of those teams, especially not in like kind of the second year of sort of a rebuild after losing lots of starters from the 2017 team. But I've been saying this. I think this is a team that at least as a goal, they should have as a goal going 500 in Big Ten play. You know, maybe they can steal a game or two out of, some of the great teams like Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State. Speaking of which, Nebraska, actually the next game coming up, number two in the country, going to be real difficult, especially because it's on the road. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And I, I mean, both in a car, <coughs> excuse me, Hikaru has referenced this as well. This is a team in the second year of a rebuild. I mean, you look at an 11-3 record, so far just 2-2 two and two in conference play, it feels like they've kind of been ahead of schedule of where they needed to be. Do you see that same thing? And kind of what has been the reasoning that they're out to such a good record so far? Well, we actually saw this last year, too, where in non-conference play, they did extremely well. They also only had one loss last year and then followed up with a fairly disappointing but understandable, you know, I think 5-15 and 15 record in the conference last year. And to see them start out 2-2 two and two, and to win a couple of the games that they should be winning, I think that indicates that this is definitely a team that is not quite so much a mirage as last year based on them not really playing anybody in non-conference. Now, the team is 11-3, and three, and I feel like we ask this question probably a lot, almost every week, but given this team's composition – do you foresee any chance of a of a tournament run in in their future? Not even just like Big Ten tournament wise, but if you know if they make it to the big tournament, is there anything about this team that you think is special enough to take them decently far into a tournament this year? Maybe win something, something at all, anything. It would be nice to see. I mean, I think that this team's strength for sure is the blocking. They have an excellent set of middle blockers in Rebecca Poljan and Nia Gross. Although they did get outblocked by one by Maryland yesterday, which was unfortunate. But yeah, if anything can take this team far, it's the fact that they are often pretty efficient when they are on offense, even if they don't get massive flashy kill numbers a lot. And the fact that they are a pretty solid defensive team as well. And they always put up good block numbers. 
Well, Ian, as you mentioned, Michigan State will take on Nebraska at Nebraska. Tough place to play, I have to imagine. Uh, that game's on Friday, October 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, of course, we will always have Michigan State Volleyball to cover here on the Green and White Report. So, Ian, we thank you for your service. You're welcome. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank you. Be happy to come back and talk about it. Of course. We will have more Michigan State Volleyball all throughout the fall, folks. We're going to take a quick break here on the Green and White Report. On the other side of this break, we have America's sweetheart, Ryan Collins, joining us for Michigan State Hockey. If you want to join the show, call us at 517-432-3893 or text us at 517-884-8989. Tweet us as well. I know you have Twitter. Come on, folks. It's 2019. At Sports hashtag GWReport. This is the Green and White Report. We will be right back. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. Michigan State football fell on the road last night, losing to the number four Ohio State Buckeyes 34-10. The Spartan defense allowed a season-high 529 total yards, a quarterback Brian Lewerke threw for 218 yards with one touchdown and one interception. The Spartans now fall to 4-2 on the season, looking to improve on the road against the number 8 Wisconsin Badgers next Saturday. Kickoff set for 3.30 right here on impact. The MSU men's soccer team fell out at home Tuesday night, losing 3-0 to the Penn State Nittany Lions. The Spartans moved to 1-6-2 on the season, traveling to play Wisconsin this afternoon. Kickoff set for 1.30 on BTN. MSU women's soccer went 0-1-1 on the week, beating Purdue 2-0 on Sunday before tying Minnesota 0-0 in a double overtime on Thursday. The Spartans are now 8-3-1 on the season as they host Iowa this afternoon at 1 p.m. MSU Volleyball split their matches on the road this weekend, sweeping Ohio State Friday before falling in five sets at Maryland on Saturday. Michigan State moves to 11-3 on the season as they continue the road schedule at Nebraska this Friday. Match set for 9 p.m. on BTN. I'm Henry Menegos with your Impact Sports Update. For more, visit impact89fm.org slash sports. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Ryan Rabinowitz, Julia Mitchell here with you. How are you? Ryan Collins. How are you? I'm great, man. Things like are that? things are great. I appreciate <laughs> Nope. Bold no. bold move today of the uh no shirt underneath the sweatshirt. Yeah. That's like a little like Guido move almost. I am a Mate. Guido. I'm Italian. Are you really? Me yeah. too, brother. Well, we could go get some spaghetti sometime at the Olive Garden. Um, That's a, that was a preposterous statement you just made there. You don't like Olive Garden or what? I feel like that was If you're just, Italian, you don't yeah. go to Olive Garden. Sometimes you do. No, you don't. I'm, I'm not even I Italian. I feel like that was a shot. I, for one, love the Olive Garden. Olive Garden's <laughs> fantastic. I'm not saying that. Good but breadsticks. Yeah. <laughs> Good breadsticks. Dude, unlimited, too? Wow. Um, wow. We, we do have you on here for Michigan State Hockey, but I know you are a big football guy, and you just texted me that you are set into a, quote, deep depression after last night's game. For Yeah. I, I watched that football game, and I it just makes me so mad being a Michigan State football fan, just like, Wow. This team would have been that big of a deal if maybe they beat Arizona State week three. Yeah, like no, that's that. Fair. Like I think that's why it like sets in a lot of like deflation in this program because you're really not playing for much now. You really aren't. You maybe for New Year's Six Bowl you need to beat Michigan. Other than that, 
I mean, you're trying to cover the eight win total. <laughs> That's basically yeah. all you're looking for. No, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's because, you know, you, you I throw out the whole go green, go white thing as being a journalist person, so I look at it differently. But when you look at just winning and trying to make this program something, like obviously they want to win for the big thing, but you look at this team up and down, this wasn't a team that was competing for a title. Like I, I think that's kind of where you look. Like that's kind of where I look at it and go, yes, Arizona State was a bad loss, horrible. but it wasn't like they were really going to go out and win a title. You no, know, what I'm saying? I, like, I understand. I think nine and three, you know, that winning nine games, I think, is enough of showing you signs of it's it's a winning pro. Like this offense isn't going, it's just not going to happen. The problem was last night was the defense. It wasn't the offense. I I, I will not. I mean, Daryl Stewart catches those two passes at the end of the first half. I think that game's a lot different. Yeah, and you look at this Michigan State. I, I it, nothing frustrates me more than when Michigan State tried to shoot themselves in their own foot. They yep. pl- great play calling all night, and they had three play calls that absolutely just derailed their game plan. Can't do that. You do two different short side sweeps with Cody White. I, I think it was wide side, but still, it was stupid. You already ran it one time. Why would you exactly. run it again? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not going to get into that. Let's talk about MSU hockey. More <laughs> brighter and happier things because. I'm tired of talking about Michigan State football. Right okay, now. well, Michigan State hockey right around the corner. Uh, you were at Media Day this week. Yes, we appreciate your service. Thank, Thank you for going yeah. out there, getting the boots on the ground. Yep, we sent our Big best. Jay. Big Jay. Sent yes. our best. He, he wore a polo for that day. Yeah, that was nice to see you dress up. What are you supposed once. to wear? I don't know. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, we're just you saying. Dress up. Came in here with no shirt and a hoodie. Got to got to. First check of all, how'd you tell I had no shirt? shirt? Hold on. First of all, look to your left, right. Ryan Yo, Cole. Yeah, it's Ryan, Ryan Cole. Cole. What is he doing? Ryan here? Cole, our fearless leader. Ryan Cole, still our fearless leader <laughs> yeah. in my book. Well, we'll figure that out. We got to get the. Wait, wait, I mean, he's got to get on here at some point. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, well, he's giving us the keep going. It's like the dad. Go on, son. Go on. I built the company up for thirty years, son. To pass it on to you. I love you, Dad. I love you. Okay, let's um, go. Anyway, Jeez. sorry. That's a did you, did you, too personal. Uh, sorry. Do you have things to do today, Colin? Is that no, why I don't have me? things to do today. But you got you got a little off track there. I was trying we to reel you back in. We always get off track. I do want to talk about the Joker today too. By the way, you saw it. I did see it. Did you see it, Colin? No. Okay. Either way, um, did you stay for the <laughs> scrimmage? Yes, I did. Okay. So uh, first, first question for you. Um, obviously, I think the big. The big point on this Michigan State team is you lose Taro Hiroshi to the Red Wings, who was in the lineup last night, will be again tonight for the home opener. How, How are you? How are you? Um, so you leave that KHL line, now loses the uh, H. No, yep. it's the, wait, K Hiroshi, yeah, loses the H. So you're just, I'm just <laughs> yeah. I was trying to do the math. So you have the KL line. Uh, how big of a loss is Hiroshi to not only that line, but the team, and, and, and how big of a shakeup will that be for this Michigan State forward core? I mean, that line was just so dominant the last two years. It's going to be almost impossible to replace his production because he's ar- he was arguably the best player in college hockey last year. If you look at like what he was like working with and stuff, like you can make that case. But I I, I think this team's got more depth than they have the past the previous two years and Dan Cole's third year. So I think that offsets a little bit. I think their defensive core this year might be a little bit better than they were last year, even though they lose Zach Osborne, who's a really good defenseman for them for four years. But you look at losing Taro Hirose, you just can't replace that production. The guy led the nation in points the whole year. Like, literally, first game to the last game. That was an absolute study. He's got great vision on the ice. And now you look at Patrick Kodorenko and Mitchell Lewandowski, and you ask them to perform at a higher level than they did last year. Because Lewandowski, if you look back, his freshman year, he's a big-time freshman of the year. Yeah. Like, he had, like, led, the, led the league in goals. Last year, he kind of fell off a little bit. Still a productive player. Really hardworking player, like lays his body out there for being a small guy, blots a lot of shots, does a lot of good things. But losing Taro Hirose, who played on the penalty kill, 
played on the power play. I mean, he was doing over 20 minutes a game as a forward. That's pretty It's pretty hard to believe. It's going to be a lot to replace him. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Nicholas Mueller, the yes. 20-year-old from Switzerland, was playing on that line with them in the scrimmage. Yes. Uh, what did you see from him as far as him game, his game goes? Does he bring a lot of the same things as Hirose? Is that kind of what Danton Cole tried to do with putting him on that line? I wouldn't say that because it's hard to compare. Sure, I, I think sure. they're different type of players. I, I think Mueller is more of a guy who's going to score. Like if you look at Hiroshi, Hiroshi was a creator. Yeah. Like uh, he he scored his fair share of goals and stuff, but he, he was a creator. He had great vision. He set up Kodorenko, Lewandowski, and that decor with a lot of great opportunities to score. I look at Mueller, he's more. He played in Switzerland. He played with a uh, number two pick in the draft, I think. Number one pick in the draft uh, on the New Jersey Devils, Hershier. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Nico Hershier, yes. Yes, he yes. played on the same line as him in Switzerland. So he has experience playing with high-caliber players. So I, I, when you look at Mueller, I, it's hard to tell when they're playing a scrimmage with like only two lines. Right, right. But I, I, I will say you can tell they're they're still there, and Dan Cole is very excited about like the freshman he's got this year. And I think Dan Cole has also been – very expressive and talkative about the winning culture that he's been trying to build yes. here at Michigan State over these these couple of years. A lot of cliches on media day. A lot, a lot, a lot of cliches. You love, you love the it, cliches. Dude. I love it. I love I writing about cliches. But uh, with the moves he's made this offseason in terms of the players he's added and bringing on uh, Jim Slater as a volunteer assistant, how have you seen him kind of go about making that winning culture a reality and making it more of a more than a cliche but a reality for this program? I don't know if I can like personally say to it because I'm not. I I mean I go and interview them, but I'm not in that locker room. I don't really hear what he says to those players. But I I will say there's this like not a different attitude, but I think he's got more of his type of guys in. Like it's year three, and I I, I think just the main difference between last year's team and this year's team, they have more depth, and I they have a lot more experience. They have a lot more older guys. It's the first time in Dan Cole I think era he's had more upperclassmen than underclassmen playing. So. That would be crucial. Yeah, but you look at this, and I I can't really I don't really have an answer for you because mm-hmm. it's so because they haven't turned the corner. It's not like they've put together a winning season yet under Dan Cole. I think once you see that, then you'll see like all his plans come to fruition. But he seems very excited about what's going on, like with the renovation at Mun. They they're doing things they need to do to like get Michigan State up to par with the Michigans, the Minnesotas, the Wisconsins, the Notre Dames. They got to do that stuff before you really see the results. And you kind of touched on it a minute ago. I think you said like a stronger defensive unit yes. for this hockey team. I think that's been one of the biggest problems for this team. They kind of set at the bottom, uh, bottom part of the Big Ten, especially in goals, uh, goal scored against. So I want to ask you specifically, what have you seen on that defensive unit, and what do you expect to see throughout the season? Dan Troll with another cliche: good coaches have good goalies. So that's what he was saying. <laughs> he was basically saying they got to play better this year. There's not necessarily a starter with Judah Ritter and John Lethman. They're going to just ride the hot man like they did last year. The one thing I think they're a lot better, though, this year, I think their third detour last year hurt them a lot. Just Tommy Miller had to play with Christian Krieger, who was an inexperienced player. Christian Krieger took a lot of bad penalties last year, put Miller in a lot of bad positions. I think this year, they're actually. it looks like they're going to play the Krieger twins together. Love it. Which I, it's about, I, about I, time. They did play together in Lincoln. So. I, yeah, it's... That'll be interesting. They first of all, you got to get a Bash Bro shirt out there if you're Michigan State hockey. That's just <laughs> yeah. no, no, bra- no, literally no brainer. Just get Dean. What? What? What's it? Dean God. Portman? Dean Portman Holden at all? Reed. Holden Reed. I'm the biggest Mighty Ducks guy here, and I can't believe I forgot <laughs> that. That's embarrassing. But yeah, you got to do that. But I, I, I like their decor better. Just 
you have Cezanne and Rosberg, who is a really, really solid top pair. And then Cezanne has an opportunity to maybe play at the next level. Like he, he plays like Tory Krug to me. Like he, yeah. that, that's only he, a sophomore too. Yeah, dude, he's really mention. good, really, really good. And you look at the, I think the back too. They got Boutros, Stafari, and Tommy Miller, which is more of a defensive like D pair. They're not going to bring as much on the offensive end. But I actually like that pairing more than they had. And their third, like they just have more depth. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think that's just the key. And keep in mind too, Tommy Miller was playing on that first pair with a couple of years Gatt. ago. Yep, with Carson Gatt. So he's he's obviously a very capable defenseman. I think he's a pretty solid puck moving defenseman at that too. And like you said, that that third pair now uh, with Gafari and, and Tommy Miller will be more of your you know stay at home defenseman type deal. I think there's a lot to be excited about on the defensive side of the puck. Honestly, I mean Rosberg is a is a leader for your team. They gave him an uh, an alternate captainship this year. Uh, with Sasana, as you said, again, who I think really turned a lot of heads in his freshman campaign yeah. last year. Uh, and the Krieger, tins, Krie, Krie, well, whoa, Krieger Twins as well. How are you? Very early in the morning. Uh, those are two guys who were drafted in the NHL and I yeah. think play really well together when they're when they're both on the ice. I think they were expected to do a little bit too much at some points last year, especially Christian. He had his hand full a lot. I mean, he took a lot of bad penalties last year, like I said. Yeah. But Cole was real solid when he was on the line with Zach Osborne. I mean, on a pair with Zach Osborne. So that second D line with the Kriegers will be interesting, but I, I I do like Tommy Miller. He came on at the end of the year last year. He didn't really get a lot of minutes to start the year, and then his as his minutes got up, he played better. So I, I think their defensive core is a strong spot, strong spot of this team. One of my biggest questions, too, I know you just touched on it a bit, but is the goalie situation, because I always like to say, if you have two goalies, do you really have one? Nope. Same thing with the nope. same things with the captains thing this oh, year. Oh, it's so stupid. I don't get naming two captains. I Tommy mean, Saliba, Apap. Saliba, granted, Apap, great guy, but Sam Saliba was your captain last year. How do you just not ride him? I don't understand. He is a captain, though. They both have Cs. I know, but I'm saying Saliba was your lone captain last year, and now you gave Tommy Apap a, a C as well. I don't know. It's I'm stupid. I'm confused. No, you, you what can't. What if they start clicking up? Now it causes problems, you and I'm a mess. And no, it. no, it's not even that. You can't have two captains. It's a terrible one. Fair enough. But it's either way, back to, the, back to the goalie Wait, ordeal. wait, this is very off topic. I don't Go know ahead. if any of you guys watched the Minnesota-Illinois football game yesterday. No, somehow Minnesota's undefeated. Yeah. You tweeted yeah. about the captains. It was it, every single player on the team has a captain's patch. There's a lot and of I, leaders in the no, locker no, no. room. And then I thought, I was Nothing like, oh, that's all it is. No, and I thought maybe, like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it's like something about someone who, like, died. I don't want to be, like, insensitive yeah. or something. I looked. Half the team didn't have it, though. There was, like, 45 guys with C's on their chest and 45 that didn't have C's on their chest. Maybe it means C for, like, cool. Like, all oh, these are just the coolest guys I, on the it team. Was, it, it was preposterous. But, yeah, no, I hate the two captains, and it's stupid. It's just a 45. It's a bunch of bunch of leaders out there. And those 45 guys got to step up. No, yeah. but you, you would you no, like I two guys? Ga- yeah. yeah. Hey, you like hockey, it, it, would yeah. you like two captains? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, for one, humble brag, I, I was an alternate captain for my for my senior year in, on varsity. But, yeah, we had Not a, 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 a captain, and NBA. that was it. And you know, I just... Did, did kind of the legwork, you yeah. know, whatever the captain needed me to do. Uh, but back to the goalies, though. John Leffman played in 20 games last year, a 3.24 goals against average and a 9.05 save percentage. Uh, Drew DeRitter played in 17 games, 3.23 goals against average, 9.06 save percentage. So essentially looking at the exact same stats. Obviously, Leffman's got the bigger body. Uh, DeRitter is 5'11", 170 pounds. I think that's a little bit inflated, if you ask me as well. Uh, Johnny Leffman's at 6'2", uh, 190 pounds. Not the weight has much yeah. to do with it. Um, but if you're Danton Cole, do you are, are you on board with the whole hot goalie thing, or do you think it's one guy should take the net, and who is that guy to you? I think he just says that because I think he believes Drew Ritter is going to take over in the net this year. I, I just think he has more potential, and he showed that in big games last year against Michigan. I think he had like 50 saves when they won at Munn last year. 
But I mean, Lethnam is a solid. He, he, he like he's gonna give up three goals. I think like every game. It's just like how he is. He's like he doesn't make the great save, but he's like not gonna put your team in terrible positions. That's why I think Dan Cole likes him. Deritter's a little bit more flashy, and like you said, that number is inflated because I was taller than him on skates when I, I like <laughs> so. I don't know. He was funny though. He was like, "I got white pads this year, so I look a little bit bigger." Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, "Are you were you upset with the black pads that he had last year?" No, I, I like. They were green. They were green. Or but the the black accents. He's got the black accent and the helmet still, or whatever. I can't. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. I don't know. Like it's almost as bad as the neon thing. Like it's a green and white school. Like stick to your. I don't understand. The Tory Crawford dude. Kind of mess with the Tory Crawford's pads are the worst pads of all time. The fact that people thought those were cool. Mm. Also, Blackhawks home jerseys horrible. Absolutely horrible. The red ones? The white ones are sick. The bl- red ones are terrible. I feel like you're in a very, very yeah. big minority with that take. Yeah, that's not... No, because I'm correct. Red and black oh, do not okay. look good together. What? I hate I, I hate everything Blackhawks, but what you're I, talking about. I disagree on that one. No, they uh, stink. Either way, to wrap up uh, Michigan State hockey here, they prepare for their exhibition match on Monday at Munn against Western Ontario. Uh, is there much you can take out of this game, or I guess what's Danton Cole looking for when he sees the Spartans take the ice on Monday? I think you would probably... You would look... For what this first line does with Nicholas, um, is it Mueller? Mueller, I don't know. What are the, what, first of all, what Mueller. are these things like with the two dots over the U? I don't what, know. I do want, you know what that term is? I thought it was called, I don't know why, like, is it tilde? That's like the thing over the that, end. That's, that's the squiggly, no, squiggly line. Come look. No, I got you. I know what you're talking you about. You don't know what it is? I know what you're talking about. It's like a I thought tilde. You're a big or, and, and I don't know. I don't what, know. What does it have to do with the Swiss language? What? I think you look at the first line and you look at, Sam Saliba, who's got another two freshmen playing on his line. So I, I think you look at that, with that APEP, Brody Stevens line, are they as hardworking and grindy, like kind of just muck up the corners like they did last year? So I, I think it's, like you said, the biggest question is how they, like, replace Hiroshi. And if they're able to do it in some way, like take a little bite out of it with Mueller, I think that's, like, the biggest thing you look for. I do have an answer. What is okay. it? The dot. It's called an umlaut. And it Gross. indicates a change of sound. So, for example, they'll say like doppelganger, be doppelganger, or Uber, 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 Uber. Uh, you just said the same thing. I know. Do but, it again. Do the Uber thing. But again. that's what Uber versus what? I don't know. Uber? I'm not German Uber. or Hungari- Uber. Hungarian. Like, I don't know. What, I don't. I, that is just what the, it's. It's a change in sound. Okay. I guess. Well, so you. I think it's adding more of like. You know, you actually say Mueller. Thank it's you a for change doing the in research. The sound. Thank you. For doing uh, you know, the I try. I try sometimes. I lied to you, Collins. I have one more question. I have a big overarching question that we'll revisit many times this year when we talk Michigan State hockey. Uh, this team finished last in the Big Ten last year. They shouldn't have, but they did. They're projected to finish last in the Big Ten again this year. Uh, to me, as someone who watches Michigan State hockey very closely, because I'm a big hockey guy and obviously go to the school if you, you can't blame me, uh, I really think there's a lot of positive things coming. Obviously, the renovations are great. I think Danton Cole is the right guy to be yes. at the helm for this team. It seems like things are starting to come together. You know, you're looking at guys like like Wojtek Stachowiak, uh, a lot of these young guys. Mueller is another guy. That, you literally said Wojtek Stachowiak, whatever, so you could say his name correctly. You, you you had no reference. You just, you just said that name. Just no, so I'm just I'm, sound like I'm, a big na- shot. I'm giving you I'm giving you young guys that might be a piece. You're trying in the to future. show me up because I can't say that guy's name. <laughs> well, I, whatever. That's, that's on you. That's 
Wotech stuff. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Either way, point B. He's a third liner. I, I really truly believe, and as Jason Ruff used to always say, give this team about four years, they're going to be competing for a national title. He said that four years yeah, ago. He said right, that. right. So we're still <laughs> waiting for things to kind of get moving here. He still might uh, tweet about it to this day. Anyway, uh, what, what is your realistic expectation for this team in the Big Ten this year? Do you, do you think it's time and the excuses are over to take that step up where you're at least not dead last in the Big Ten? And how long is this team or how far away are they, if if it's possible at all, to eventually be that number one team in the Big Ten? I mean, they're pretty far away because you look at the other programs in the Big Ten and they're getting like NHL caliber talent and Michigan State just doesn't have that. Like you look at Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame, they all have guys that are going to play in NHL. I don't know if you necessarily like see a guy in this Michigan State roster who's going to play in NHL for a long time. You could say that about a lot of the other teams in the Big Ten. So once Michigan State like picks up recruiting, I think maybe that's when that happens. And Dan Cole says he is happy with the recruiting going on right now. But I think they got to get the renovation done with Mon, do a lot of other things. I like that they're investing in hockey. I never really got why they don't because I think it's like a cash cow if you do it the right way. Right. Like I, if you do it the right way, they can make great money. But I, I think the goal this year is to go five hundred. Because last year, I mean, like, if you go 500 in the Big Ten, you're probably going to be in fourth place. Because, Fair enough. Which, again, 12, not 12, 19, and 5 last year, yeah. so 500's an improvement. Yeah, yeah they, I think 500, it's hard to look at this team and who they play this year and see a scenario where they're over 500, but I think 500 would be a good benchmark this year. Okay, fair enough. Well, we'll be talking more Michigan State hockey with you in the future, but if you don't mind us keeping Jan, okay. the NHL season's back. Dan, and Julian, Dan, Dan. Julian is a Stanley Cup champion. He's defending. You you have to have your guard up all year, my friend, because I'll tell you what, the Red Wings are coming for well, you. Not worried at all. Not worried. About, <laughs> about the Red Wings or about anyone about, in general? Oh, about anyone, but particularly the wet Red, Red Wings. You guys can wave at us from the basement. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll let you. I'll let that one slide because uh, I like you a lot. Have one Stanley Cup and it's a <laughs> yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's a good way. I, I want to ask this question. Um, are you now as a Blues fan? Are you satisfied with the cup and you've now you have your feet back and you're like anything else from here on out, it's just the icing on the cake? Or are you hungry for another one? What's that feeling like now for you? So I've talked with a lot of people about this and the feeling of satisfaction of just winning the one is going to last for a while before the hunger really starts to set in just because of, of everything that it took to get to the one. If it was just another, oh, they got a great team and then they ended up winning. But the whole story, right. everything that happened to get to the one, I think is enough to last for a little while. I will say St. Louis fans are like some of the hungriest people I have ever met for like championships. I mean, the Cardinals get it every day of, oh, this team's awful. Oh, this team's back again. Or this team's off. Like the demand to win a championship is huge in St. Louis. I will say this is different, though, than a Cardinals winning another one. Uh, th this satisfac satisfaction will last for a little while. Interesting. Do, do you think now that a Blues, another Blues championship would mean more than a Cardinals championship? No. It's a baseball town. Can I ask? Can I ask the St. Louis guy? No, he Pittsburgh knows. He knows it too. He, kno he knows it too. He just gave you that look. It's a baseball town. Come on. For, okay, for me, it is a very tough because for me personally, I'm more of a baseball guy than a hockey sure, guy. Yeah, but sure. I will say the amount of people I saw for the parade for the Blues, the the feeling of that cup was a totally different feeling than I have ever felt for a World Series. That okay. is what that is what I will say. I don't. It's like your first kiss. It's like you know you get a little ooh. Yeah, you get a little ooh. You're like, what is this? I've <laughs> yeah. never felt this way yeah. before. It's like your first love. It's like that first girl in eighth grade who walks past and you're like, she might be my wife. 
You, yeah. That feeling, Fair. you can't quantify <laughs> it, but there's something about it that's just different. Yeah. Speaking of your first love, how do you feel about Matthias Thibault? We're not going to talk about this. <laughs> oh, Zendaya's taken? Oh, yeah, Matthias love- Thibault. The guy can't even shoot a jump shot. I was actually like, are you kidding me, Zendaya? At least get no like clue. a second team, like, all NBA. Or we well, got he played at Washington, right? Yeah, yeah Washington. Yeah, he was no like a defensive specialist. Like, yeah. Settled. No, but actually, though, look, like at, looking at St. Louis, though, it's like their first title ever. I, it's still like a ba- you think the majority that's a baseball town when you agree it's, it, historically yeah I would and say I mean they have a great hockey fan base but like if they win another cup I think it would be a lot less tempered than it was the first time around because that this is how it is it's the first Stanley Cup they've ever won yeah I definitely think like in, for for me when I look at it I look at baseball and baseball has the history and the legacy and the passion I think that fans are more behind that yeah. if the Blues had that I feel like it would be a lot like say they win two more win a couple more and then that history starts to build up. The then Blues have to go back think. to their old jerseys. Their jerseys stink out loud. These are the old. What do you mean? They they, they no, bring the them baby back the blue. red. Oh, the baby blue. The baby, they have the baby blue. They wear it. It's a third. Yeah, but it's like an it's alternate. Like a, it's an yeah. alternate. Yeah. They have These the red ones, ones. Are so bad. They have the red ones back now, like the blue and the red and the white yeah. with the slanted numbers, like the, and one number gets the bigger the than the Gretzky other. Red yes. Red holes. Yeah. 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 Yes. I, I almost think it might be Same a hot take. jerseys. I almost think it might be better if the Blues never win a cup again. Because then you can look what? back and be like, oh, I was there in 2018, 19 when the Blues won the cup. You sound like, you sound like my grandma. It's like, oh, I remember when the Detroit Lions won an NFL championship in Tiger Stadium. That's like something that <laughs> Julian can say in 50 years. Well, e- <laughs> either way, I think there, there is definitely something to be said about Winning a Stanley Cup, I think, does something different for your city than like a baseball championship. Yeah, because does. Uh, hockey players are way cooler. <laughs> Fair they're, enough. They're just way, They're just like they're gonna get like hammered in front of everyone. It's awesome. Fair enough. Like well, that, I, I, that is a. I will. I will say that the uh, like. And it, it's just, I think it's very different with the Stanley Cup and how hockey works. The fact that, like, they literally just have that trophy and it's just bring it around. Too. Like, the fact that people, like, I didn't get a chance to see it, but the fact that a lot of my friends and a lot of people I know were just at bars one night and, like, the Stanley Cup shows. Like, one of the guys I, I had interned with, he drank out of the cup That's pretty with sad. one of the hockey players because he got into the bar that they were all in. I, I, I like, was... How much of a community thing is that? It's, it's insane. Every other, like, trophy stinks in pro sports. The baseball one is the worst trophy I've ever seen. Like looking wise, yeah, I don't. Like, it's just a bunch of flags. Like, who thought this was a good idea? I yeah, and it's weak. I need a trophy that can like withstand some damage. I, I like the Larry O'Brien. The la- that's a nice the Larry that's O'B. A, it's a nice it's a nice one you can cuddle with. I kind of yeah. like the be- I like the MVP better though in the NBA. It, MVP's cute though. Yeah, it's like, like the nice, Bill Russell one. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love the only p- two best trophies: one Stanley Cup, two Claret Judd British Open. The Claret Claret Judd is good fire. call. Good call. That's a good, that's that one's gorgeous. Nope. Should we talk about hockey though? Well, we, yeah, we are talking about. I hockey. think we just talked about St. Louis for well, like ten we can, minutes. We can we can stick on the topic of the Stanley Cup, and you know, I'm I'm curious as the European. I know J- Julian's more of a Blues guy, not so much an NHL guy. But the question is open to the floor. Uh, teams that scare you to maybe dethrone the St. Louis Blues. You've seen a couple games. I believe opening night was Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, watched a lot of games there. Um, big money on the uh, on, on the on the Maple Leafs minus one and a half. Thanks for coming. 
Uh, the Blues, or no, was it the Blues? Yeah, the Blues and the Caps killed me. How do you not go over five and a half goals? Yeah. Put the puck in the net. Because they didn't. There's nothing worse <laughs> There's nothing worse than turning the game on and seeing it's overtime and seeing that it's 2-2, so it has to go under. That's the worst feeling in the world. Anyway, uh, Collins, I can start with you as far as teams that scare you to win the Cup this year. I like the Knights. I love, I, I love the Knights. I love <laughs> Vegas. I love the Knights. <laughs> I love Vegas. It's something about those white away jerseys and the like, you know gloves. what? I'm like, these guys are fast. And I like... I, I actually do like the Knights, though. They got a lot of depth on that. Like, their first two lines are arguably, I think, I know how they roll four lines of Gerard Gallant. Gallant? Is that how you say it? Gerard Gallant, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Good. Yeah. Good. But keep in mind, Alex Tuck is also out right now. That's another guy that you got to add in there. I, I forgot who the other guy that's also hurt is. That's actually What's it called? They got Pauly Walnuts. They got a, who do they got? Pauly Walnuts, my guy. Yeah, Mark, Mark Stone, Stone yeah, Mark Wild Stone. Bill. Yeah. What's they got some school? good nicknames. He went to your high school? Polly Walnuts? Mm-hmm. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know he was from St. Louis. He is. Yeah. No idea. I don't. He didn't end up uh, graduating. One of them, it was Stasny and why am I blanking on the other guy? Um, I'm blanking on his name, but I don't think they ended up you graduating had, from you there. You have twice the high school. Is it like a, what's it called? Is it like an athletic like institution? It was uh, in 2K this year. It have was, we talked about we, that? We, we were in 2K. For what? Shamanon, yeah. <laughs> Jason Tatum went there. Yeah, That's like, right. So that's why he was in there? No, you're playing one-on-one at Shamanon High School. I was yeah. like, what is going on here? I think here? You, know, you meet up with Jason wow. for like, yeah, something Jason like Tatum that. stinks. He's not oh. good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about that. Ah. He's not good. Sorry, Julian. Nice guy. Take it easy. No, but I, I, I like Jeez. the Maple, Maple Leafs. I have to shout out the Rangers because family friend was First of all, I've never been more mad at my friend Chris he goes, I didn't realize the Rangers started off the season playing the Winnipeg Jets, which was yeah, Jacob's old score, team. Yeah, went bar down. It was yeah, disgusting. Yeah. First of all, if I would have known that, I would put all my money on the Rangers. Yeah. It was not given the right intel. You were gonna, I was, You got to take Truba on FanDuel, too. I'm not, a, I'm not a fantasy, like, daily hockey guy. I feel like that's a crazy person move. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> it's a dark road. But the Vegas is your team. You like the Leafs, too. I, I like the Leafs, too. Julian, any thoughts? Leafs, are, uh, Leafs and Knights are both very good. You know, I'm still a fan of the sequel, guys. I think the Caps have a chance to make it back. Okay. I do mm. like the Caps. Mm. Interesting. I, I'm waiting for Ovi to just kind of slide and, like, not score 50 yeah, goals a year. It's not it just happen. hasn't happened. I like but... the Devils as well, honestly. Coming from the bottom, I do Ooh. like the Devils and the addition of Subban. I like that a lot. I like the Avalanche. Yeah, the av- there's I will this is a a very interesting year for the NHL because I think a lot of teams reloaded. The the Maple Leafs made some moves. They got rid of a couple younger guys, you know, they bring in a guy like Tyson Berry. Um the, the Avalanche another team you mentioned that just seems to get better and better each year, you know, Miko Ranton and they just locked up for for a lot of years. It's not even that. Like you have the one of the better players in hockey, Nathan McKinnon, and you add how right. much harder that back. Like yep. you got probably the two best puck moving defensemen. You can argue in that league with uh, Cal McCarr and Tyson Berry. Yeah, obviously so. you you have a you have a lot you have a lot uh, you have a lot to look forward to with the NHL this year because I think uh, one of the leagues obviously that has the most parity to it, and there's a lot of teams now that I think you can make a case for a lot of teams mm-hmm. like the Maple Leafs, you know, like Tampa Bay, like Pittsburgh, because they have Sid the Kid. You're always in it if you got Sid the Kid. Always in it. Uh, you know, there's there's these young teams to watch, like Arizona. They now have filled the thrill over there that you're excited to watch. He's so fat, it's awesome. Well, he's still he's fast as the wind too, though. <laughs> yeah, no, the Rangers, awesome. the Rangers now might be something special. The Devils, as Julian just said, even like the 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 Canadians. There's so many teams going to be such a pleasure to watch. I want to talk about the Wings real fast before we jump into it. Beat I, the Predators last night, five to three. You're what are you grinning for? Are you excited? Oh, wow, he is cheesy. 
Dude, I wish I would have bet money on the wins and ate the playoffs this year because I think they're going to be. Fr- I said this on the Motown rundown that they're going to be frisky. They're frisky. Yeah. And to go, they're frisky, to dude. go into to go into Smashville last sucks, night. They're, they're so bad. Like Eric's is not Green, in the lineup too. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Eric, that guy stinks. But uh, get Mike Green's like decrepit, like old body out. This can we like get some young defenseman in here? It's been like 15 years. You're since waiting we... for cider. More at cider. He's in the, the AHL. I'll by the wait way, with baited breath. The, the, the Griffins won eight to five last night. By the way, the They're fact that control. you know, the fact that you knew that score is embarrassing. <laughs> Why? Why are you checking AHL hockey? <laughs> Dude, because you know like who's on the Griffins. You got, you got Rasmussen. You got Zadina, Valeno, Giovanni Smith. You got unbelievable wow. talent I'm at, I'm on that roster. That, wait, no, it's like that's knowing a the farm crazy. system team. No, that yeah, that's like crazy. So yeah, I watched the Whitecaps last night. Yeah, <laughs> that's, fa- that's a little much. Yeah, I'm following Riley Green. Like I'm seeing what he's doing. A How's little, Matt Manning doing? A little like, much. But you are you are decently high on the Red Wings now. I am. Well, welcome to the fan club. Well, I, 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 I've, been high, I've been high on the Red Wings the last couple of years. Okay, I think they're moving. Ford faster than any of the other Detroit teams if you look at it. I don't know. I just like the wins and how they're set up now. They are they are primed to at they're least be an like, exciting team to they're watch. They're like two defensemen two good defensemen away from going to the playoffs. And of course your big question mark again but this year is, no... is is goaltending. Howard played great last night. I'm not sure if we'll get the start tonight. Tough Did you to play watch back that game? Back. I watched a little bit of it. I was watching MSU, so yeah. it was hard to flip back yeah, and forth. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I know Bertuzzi had two goals. That line, that's a first line, too, that should be like a second or third line. So once this team starts to come together and you see Valeno come up in Zadina, you got Svechnikov, Rasmussen, all these names that you're waiting to kind of see how everyone fits in, This is a, you have to be excited for the future. But I think this year... That was the question. Is this team going to actually compete? I'm not a fan of the whole tank thing. I don't think this team's going to go out and lose a bunch of games. You're you're going to have to rely on your goalies to keep you in it and keep that confidence high for the young guys between Howard and Bernier. Bernier's so bad. He's not, horrible. Not great. He's um, horrible. you know, and again, you're you're still waiting for that guy in the eight. You know, you got like a, your Philip Larsons and your yeah. that you're kind of waiting to see who the next guy up is. I'm not sure what they'll do with Howard this year as far as trading him, keeping him, whatever. Um, so a lot to be excited about. But, of course, the Red Wings play tonight in their home opener, uh, playing the Dallas Stars, I believe. Tyler Sagan and company come to town. The girls will be out of their, out of control. Yeah. The girls love Tyler Sagan. <laughs> I will say that. Can we talk about this, what you're wearing right now? Sure. You have a Danny Cleary hockey stool shirt. I don't, and a hat. I, can we talk about why you have that? Um, I Growing up, you always see the Wings like in their post-game interviews. I know Zetterberg wore the Danny Cleary hockey school hat a lot. Okay. I think it's a cool hat, clean hat, like the patch. Danny Cleary, gritty guy. Okay, can we talk about how Dan Cleary, I think, leads the Detroit Red Wings franchise in miss bat doors? I swear to God, the guy Fine. just whiffed he, on he, every bat door. He wrapped the Eastern I, I, bucket I, I, for a long period of time. Oh, my God, I hate Dan Cleary. <laughs> you I, hate I, Dan. He, how do you he, hate Dan Cleary? He was not good. He was like the third he pick was, in the draft. Look, he was for for a handful of years. He was a very solid piece. I get that. The end of his career <laughs> that just sounded like an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, towards, yeah. The, very end, towards solid. the end of his career, I get, he got he was hurt. He was banged up, and he kind of fell off. I, I believe they said under the AHL like he didn't play a game. He ended up like yeah. coaching like during he was like on the roster, <laughs> Player but coach. he was like coaching. Yeah, so whatever. I liked it's a it's a clean hat. That's why I got the hat. The shirt was ten bucks. Whatever, out the door. It is what it is. Okay. I just want to. I wanted that on the record. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever. Do what you got to do, Collins. Uh, Sorry. We're going to go to a quick break here because we're a bit behind schedule. I know people are waiting for the Sparty Awards. Fall festivities is the Sparty Awards this year. Uh, th- this year. 
this week. That's the topic Boom. this week. Uh, Red Wings tonight, folks. Don't miss the game. They play the Dallas Stars. Puck drops at 7 p.m. from Little Caesars Arena. We will go to a quick break. I got to throw the number out before I go to break if you want to join the show. 517-432-3893 is the number. Text us at 517-884-8989 or join the conversation on Twitter at WDBM Sports using the hashtag Green and uh, GW Report. It's such a mouthful. Hashtag's a horrible word. Horrible. I don't know why. Hashtag. Using the pound sign, GW Report. Hashtag. It's my my world. I'm going to do what I want. Uh, Stay tuned, folks. Green and White Report coming at you in a couple minutes. WDBM, East Lansing, The Impact. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is The Impact Sports Update. The Detroit Lions lost their first game of the season on Sunday, falling into heated battle against the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs 34-30. Quarterback Matt Stafford threw for 291 yards and three touchdowns, while the Lions defense limited Patrick Mahomes to 315 yards and no touchdowns. The Lions fall to 4-1-1 on the season as they head into their bye week. The Detroit Red Wings opened up their regular season schedule last night, defeating the Nashville Predators 5-3. The 1-0 Red Wings will host the Dallas Stars in their home opener tonight. Puck drops at 7 on Fox Sports Detroit. The Detroit Pistons held an open scrimmage at the Breslin Center yesterday afternoon, effectively wrapping up their training camp. The Pistons now look to begin their preseason schedule, hosting the Orlando Magic tomorrow evening. Tip-off at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. I'm Henry Menegos with your Impact Sports Update. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports. Welcome back to the Green and White Report, our second hour of the show. Green and White Report brought to you by Impact 89 FM, WDBM East Lansing. There's the legal. There you see, you're getting better. I'm getting so, I'm almost getting too good at this. <laughs> too good. Uh, it only took a couple of times. Whatever. Uh, we're doing the Sparty Awards now, a little bit behind schedule. It. You know, it is, it is close to noon, so it is time for the Sparty Awards. So if you want to... Uh, throw your opinion out there. Uh, you know, I'm stupid. Julian, what are you talking about? 517-432-3893 is a number. 517-884-8989 to text us or tweet us at WDBM Sports. Hashtag GW Report. Sparty Awards topic this week. There, The fall is in the air. It is. It is. Summer is officially over, completely over, done. I wake up every morning shivering, freezing cold uh, with 30 blankets. I mean, my house has no insulation. I, I, I feel the same. My my dorm right now is cold. It's, it's freezing. Oh, Collins, your mic's off. Yeah, sorry, yeah, buddy. Yeah, we'll sorry, get you on it. eventually. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's okay. We'll get you on eventually. I don't know where Kyrie went. But either way, Sparty Awards time. Uh, fall festivities is the way that I that we framed this topic. Um, so I, I want to be clear about, you know, great things to do in the fall. Um quintessential fall activities, things that fall reminds you of, things of mm-hmm. things of that nature. There's a lot of things. This is a this is a very easy list to make, hard at the same time because you know, I'm not sure if I if I got everything in there, I'm probably missing some stuff. First of all, Akaro, can we get Collins's mic on just for the hell of it, if you don't mind? Okay, never mind. It's okay. He's, he's, he's doing something. He's texting some ladies. Um either way, uh Sparty Awards, we'll get going here. Julian, should I start? What do you want to do here? Yeah, why not? You start, you start. Get us get us kicked off right. Okay, fall festivities. My first Sparty Award will go to just the weather. The leaves, the weather. Solid. Driving up uh 96 West to get back to the station today. 
uh, just you're driving, you're in that just that absolute tunnel of trees, and you see the trees are starting to change. That beautiful weather when you when you wake up in the morning, it is tough because it's freezing cold and your goosebumps everywhere. Uh, it's 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 uncomfortable. But once the once the fall weather settles in. And every day is like 65, 60 degrees, nice breeze. And when you show up to class, your back's not soaking wet completely. Oh, yes. That's the best part about the weather. I mean, by, by, like, by, seriously. So the weather, the leaves, the fall. And, and again, to people who complain about Michigan weather, enjoy this time. Soak this in because you got summer. It's not overly hot. You get the springtime here is beautiful, but there's nothing like fall in Michigan. It's pure, as pure Michigan as it gets, and especially on campus here, where we've got trees galore, the squirrels are active. It's great. That, yeah, that's what I will say, come, being a transplant to Michigan. The weather, is, it gets a very, very bad rap. Like, summertime, it's not that hot here. Like, right. I, you Thank all love you. to complain when it hits, like, 90. You're like, oh, it's so hot. But, you know, I've seen hotter weather than that. I hate all the right? heat. But... Summer feels great. Get a nice breeze going. Fall is wonderful. Perfect hoodie season. Yep. And then spring, as we're transitioning, absolutely beautiful. Especially on campus, absolutely beautiful. I will say, too, about the fall, and now that it's sweatshirt weather and quarter zip weather, it helps me out a lot. Cause like when I walk to class, like when it's that in-between time of like yeah. summer and fall, and I got the, like, it just you always go to class and you're freezing cold and you get out of class, it's 90 degrees. But also, too, when the wind hits me the wrong way and my mm. shirt gets tight around my stomach, Looks bad. <laughs> so now you throw the quarters up out of the sweatshirt and it hides it off. Beautiful. It's off. like, well, this kid might actually be in shape. That's just you, how it you is. You are in shape. <laughs> that's just let, how it let, is. Let, let, let. What do you, no one need to laugh. I, it's, it's not degrade yourself like this. It's what it is. You, you're in shape. Okay. You hit the ice like every every other day. Out here coaching. That's, that's true. Let, hold on. Let's build <laughs> up the, re- build up the resume <laughs> for the ladies. You, you're out here. You're in shape. You're out here coaching yes. young Youth need help, kids in need, kids. Let's make them in need. Just because. Yeah, when you Spanish. said when the wind hits you, my favorite thing about like walking back freshman year to South is walking between I am West and Spartan Stadium. It's a wind, wind tunnel. tunnel. You're, and, yeah. you're like, wow, you I might like, fall over. You feel like SpongeBob. You feel like SpongeBob with the crusty crab pizza walking through there, getting blown back. And having a class like an old horticulture, like an old building, and it's hot out. And they, it's oh, the worst awful. in the entire world. Gross. But anyway, that's my first party awards, the weather and the leaves. I like it. My first party awards goes to just straight-up apple orchards, going out apple okay. picking. Don't like Yikes. apples. That's no. a, you don't like apples? Nah, it's a texture what? thing. Texture thing, the skin. Can't, oh, God. No, yeah. can't do it. What? I got to wow. peel my apples. <laughs> I like the. I will say this. I like the caramel apples or the candy apples where you can just peel all like the chocolate yeah, off and you eat can, that. That's the best part about You literally apple. get a caramel apple and just take uh, the car- Not the caramel, like the, the chocolate, chocolate cover. Yeah, eh, sometimes. Wow. My, my mom gets wow. the my mom gets the apple and then I just like all right, I'll peel all the stuff off and you eat the apple. But anyway, the apple orchard, sorry, continue. Wow, yeah. Just a great time. Go out and get some apples. It's classic fall thing. You know, you bring the significant other, take them out, oh. they get some apples, you oh. get a couple pictures of the apple orchard. Next thing you know, you got a hundred po- a hundred liked Facebook posts right there. That yeah, is true. That's true. A lot of likes. I there. literally had a friend last night go to an apple orchard and really? post on Instagram. And really? I know it's yeah. it is different here in Michigan. And Ryan, I know you got that on your list, but you do something different along. Oh, the I, I was about to say something. I didn't look at the list, but I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Well, I will. My my next one too. I know that's probably a little bit further down the list. My next one: pumpkin spice lattes. I have not had one. I do. Ever? Like, I do you like ever? Or ever? Like this fall? Ever? Like, see, I have not had one. Do you drink coffee? 
I do, but I'm just, I get my straight. I'm a guy who likes to stick to what I know. And so I go in and I get my very, very, very basic caramel macchiato and I just leave it alone. Basic isn't like it's a simple drink or basic like that. Just like a total like white girl basic move. Both. Caramel macchiato. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Like a a dessert, it sounds like. Wait, do you like pumpkin spice stuff? Yeah, I just, yeah. No, okay. Pumpkin Pumpkin bread, pumpkin bread, pumkin pie, pumpkin spice latte. Pumpkin pie is delicious. I don't know if you guys have ever had a pumpkin muffin. They're very good. From Costco. Mm, They're very good. They're very good. It's all good. good. But the pumpkin spice latte to me is like your, I had one this morning. My mom made me a nice cup of pumpkin spice latte. Uh, It just, it feels like fall. That's how you get fall mm. inside of you. Okay. Okay. That's just... how you. That's how you get fall inside of you. That okay. Is. If you want to be one statement. with autumn or fall, pumpkin spice latte. Get it down. It warms the soul. <laughs> warms the soul. Warms the soul, brother. All right. Go ahead. Jordan. Okay. All right. My next one is going to be tailgating. Just a classic. Yeah. Nice in the fall. It's cool outside, but it's not too hot. You're Get hanging the around. football going through the air. Yeah. yeah. Nice football Ooh. through the air as you're running to go catch yeah. it. You're crunching some leaves your under your feet. Your uncle's trying to cover you in the parking lot, tears his hamstring. <laughs> the whole family's got to go to Sparrow. <laughs> no, nothing smells like the fall in my family, at least, like tailgating, because my parents host a tailgate up here every weekend. Then my uncle's coming up to me. Hey, Ryan, let me tell you. I don't think Michigan's that good this year. Yeah, I don't know. That's it, like that. Every single one of them. I don't know all, about this defense. They're like, let me tell you, I think Michigan State could make a run this year. Yep. Every, it's like my dad, all my uncles say the exact same thing. They're like, ah, Michigan kind of stinks. I'm like, you said this last year. Now, do you think the vibe of tailgating changes from like the end of summer to fall? Is it a different mood in your opinion? Is no. that why you're so onto it? A little bit for me. I think it's definitely like you get it during the summer, but. That fall, it's different. It's different when the leaves falling on the ground. Yeah, you're wearing yeah. like nice. You got your hoodie on. You got your coat on. And it just feels different. Again, it's a different vibe. Hide because you got the vibe in the stomach a bit. Get the vest. Because the biggest the thing is like now you go out and you're cooking the food. Yeah, that heat is necessary. You know, you're going out. You're having a few refreshments. You're having a couple beverages. That warmth that you get provided, yeah, it's exactly. a different kind of warmth. And it's like, why does this guy smell like hot dogs when he's been hanging out next to the grill for two and a half? It's saying that once you see, you know, when it's fall tailgating season. Once you start seeing cider, like just yep. a big, like like a two yeah. liter of like yep. cutie cider. Yep. You see that? You see that? You're like, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's not always cider, though. Be careful out there, kids. Not always cider. Uh, my okay. next one. My okay. next one. No, kids are. I, mean, I, was, I was talking about cider, so well, I, I'm just we saying, completely it's not different cider. Benoit doesn't mess with normal cider. I was talking cider. about a two liter of like cider. I hear it. Not always cider. My next one. This is. I get all fuzzy about this one. The outfits, <laughs> guys and girls, fall outfits. I mean, oh, it's fit season. Oh, it's, it's fit season. I mean, you gotta. That's why it's very important. It, attention to detail. Is very important in the fall because you can't be guy wearing like black pants and like brown shoes. It's a great time to bring out the navy blues, the oranges, <laughs> the browns, the warm colors, a little scarf action. Mm. Okay, roll the cup mm. on the pant. How are you? Thanks for coming. So, I'm. It's a Thursday night. Okay. You're getting you're getting ready to go out to Harper's. What's okay. your what is your go to outfit in the fall? Interesting, because usually it looks just like what I'm wearing now, like, <laughs> short, like shorts and a t shirt and the hat. I'm going out to Harper's on a Thursday. I'm going with the brown boots. Okay. My jeans, the Levi 541s, unfortunately, are boot-cut jeans. That is a tough one. That's a tough one. Are we talking Michael Jordan boot-cut jeans? No, it's just hard to get my legs in there. He's got the Jalen Rose suit pants on. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I so I I probably go a nice pair of like navy blue chinos. Oh, you roll, okay, you okay. Roll, you roll the cuff just the just a bit, and if it's not too cold outside, I'm just going simple. You know, simple t-shirt, maybe a, a gray t-shirt. Uh, I I like the uh, I like the quarter zip move too. Keep it classy, but not like a you can't overdo it with the quarter zip. But be like you can't go like Calvin Klein quarter zip, and you can't go yeah, like Adidas athletic quarter zip. Like get something it, in between. You know what I mean? Yeah, need like a, a nice leader. Greg Norman. That's exactly. a classic. The Dude, shout out the white shark. Brown belt. <laughs> brown belt. Brown brown watch. The brown the brown yeah. strap on the watch. There's a lot of things you can do with the outfits. The 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 females are always looking great. They always got okay. it's always on point. Okay. They go straight from the LL Bean catalog. I love it. It's all great. So, Everyone's oh, looking good. I got some bean boots. Those Ooh, things are hype. I want, I want Sperry boots, a little high class. Ooh, okay. Right. I see. Now here comes the question. Are you wearing okay. a, you got a great you got a great head of hair? Thank you. Some great locks. You caught it though. I did. I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> are you going with a hat? Or are you are you going off? Oh, I feel like oh, I feel like it's guy. no hat. Wow. But Everyone knows me as a hat guy. I think there's the right way to do it in the fall. Got to go. You know what? You don't have to go backwards. I take that back because sometimes the flat <laughs> brim hat, if you have like a nice brown patch on it, I've got a couple mm, patch hats. Okay, that's okay. what you need to do. But I think if it's the fall, because here's the problem too: it gets windy and you're a mess. It does. Once the wind hits me, the I'm way not. you're describing your outfit, your outfit, you literally could be in like a Patagonia like commercial. Right I wish. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like I, even, I, I, <laughs> I came in second place in the cutest baby contest when I was uh, two years old at Babies R Us. So that's my history came in of being second in the, place. Who was it? We need to find this Harley cutest baby. Find him. I gotta. We gotta talk about it. We got. We'll find him. I don't know who it was, but the outfits to me are great. I love the outfits. Okay. The fall outfits is the best season for outfits because in the winter everyone's sloppy. They're wearing pajamas to class, and in summertime you got guys wearing tank tops. They stink. The bo. No, I will the spring say- people can't. Am I wearing shorts? Am I wearing sweatpants? Yep. Why no, are you wearing yeah, a winter coat like- still in spring? The outfits in your great. Has there fun. ever been a more outfit that screams they are like they've given up than when someone wears pajama pants to class? Yeah, I mean you got to you've given up sweatpants on. Like come on, yeah, you've you've given you up. can put sweatpants on. It's not like we're wearing uniforms here. Yeah, get your no pajamas. You've given up. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like that. I can't wait to see all the guys at Harper's wearing the exact same fit you just described. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. There, there will be so many. I know. There will be so many. But the only way I'll pick you out is with that hat. Uh, so my next one is it's it's got to be Halloween movies. Just this time of the year, you're sitting hey, down, yuck. sitting down. You got your blanket on, and you're watching some good old Halloween Town because that's the scariest Hot. I'm willing to go. <laughs> Yo, you're gonna hug me. <laughs> you're just hugging? This is ridiculous. That movie is not worth hugging for on Halloween air. Town. Great <laughs> what a great Disney Channel original right there. What's so the, good. What's the one with the with the witches and Hocus Pocus? Yeah, Pocus? Yeah, yeah. I hate that movie. I've never oh my seen God. I've never seen a nightmare before Christmas. Is that a Christmas what? movie or a Halloween movie? What? That's a Christmas movie. You just I said the like. nightmare before Christmas. Actually, That's know. definitely not a Halloween movie. The nightmare before no, Christmas. No, no, no. It it borderlines. It literally you takes know, place if we're going to classic ABC family like Halloween and then the 25 Halloween, days yeah, of Christmas. Yeah. Like, they'll play that on Halloween. I think they play it again on Christmas. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I, I would gotta, never I gotta, watch it. I got to like watch the, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is an all-time movie. Oh, that is a fantastic. That's a classic. I mean, that's, you, you have to watch that one. But I, fantastic. Uh, Halloween Town. Come here, Julian. God. Such a good one. You guys agree, right? There, yeah. That's a great movie. That's an e- easily great, a great movie. Not well, a, okay, this is the first time we've agreed on a movie because he hated me for Happy Feet. What's your favorite Disney Channel original? Mine is The Luck of the Irish. That, <laughs> I was gonna say it. Ah. Movie, guys, I don't know about that. You know what? I, love I mean, High School Musical is in his class. High School Musical is. That, yeah, 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 I'm not even okay. gonna throw that in there because I'd easily pick all three. But Luck of the Irish. Luck of the out. Irish is really, really good. Okay, let's okay. probably should move on. Building on that one, Halloween. <sighs> 
in general. Halloween. Halloween up here is the best. It, yeah, and I, I miss the days of trick-or-treating. I really do. I hate. I don't mean to be creepy about it, but I do miss the days of trick-or-treating. I just think when, when it turns, like, I don't even consider the end of September fall. October 1, it's like, all right, fall is here, yeah. and your eyes are locked on October 31st. Like, I think the whole fall buildup is, is all, it, it all kind of, like, what is it? Where I'm consummates? Is that a thing? Is that the yeah, wrong it is. word? Oh, that's not. Uh, I, I, whatever. Been, yeah. I don't think we're consummate. I'm doing. I'm yeah. doing this hand motion like people can see me at home, but yeah. it just it all builds up to Halloween, and I think you got Halloween, then you have a whole second half of fall. It's like yeah. halftime. Halloween's halftime of fall. So true, true. the the decorations when you you know you got the 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 the, the ghosts and whatnot hanging from trees that's when you know it's like oh, it's fall people are ready to go. So speaking of Halloween, do we have some early candidates for Halloween costume? Um, I wanted to do the like tight like spandex like police officer like the gold uniform from like Reno. What is it? What's Reno nine one one. I want to do that, but I am a little bit behind in my fitness goals, so I don't want to put anyone through that mm. in case like things start popping out of the about out of the costume. I don't know. I kind of. You know, a part of me wants to go Star Wars, but I we did I did see the Joker. I think it'd be a unreal costume. I don't, have, I don't have the long hair. Absolutely anymore. terrifying. If I had the long hair, I could do it. I, I, I cannot do the joke. If someone did the joke, I kind of want to go too, as like, too scary as like Koopa Troopa, or like a like Yoshi, <laughs> Yoshi or Toad or something can like you, that. Do you look back at it like a costume in your childhood? You're like, wow, that was pretty cool, or like, wow, uh, I can't believe I was that. I was an actual lion for a year. That's like pretty a, good. Like a same, like a baby lion. I think I was just being care. I was Barry Sanders for a year. I was a race oh, car you're driver. About a I was an actual. No, I was an actual. No, oh, I was, okay, okay, yes, okay, okay. yes. Then the next year was Barry Sanders. I was a race car driver. Uh, that was great. That was when oh, I was yeah, in my yeah. peak. The race car people, the girls were looking like, "Wow, this kid's like, could, could be an actual race car driver." Yeah. I was a clown. I was a lion. Uh, I was Jack Sparrow. Oh, I did a lot of Power Rangers. And then Power I did. Rangers, we, could, we could do that. We could all go out as the Power Rangers. Dude, Jack Sparrow. I need Dude. a picture of Julian as Jack Sparrow. I need one. It was a whole look. Oh yeah. my! But God. I don't know. We'll we'll get to that though. We need to find out. We need we need to figure out some costumes. We do. We do. That could Dude. be our big thing this year. We find my, you another costume. My costumes growing up, like first through fifth grade, are out of control. How good they were. Fantastic. All right, that was wow. mine, Julian. Go ahead. Please. Um, my next one, my last one. It's a classic. Bonfires. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I disagree. You disagree? It's a Why? summer thing. I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of both. I definitely, I've done a lot of summer bonfires. I do, I personally, it's necessary in the fall. Mm. I, 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 dis, I agree to disagree. I, I'm I, I, I can see the I feel argument. like a summer bonfires where it's at, where you just smell like the bonfire but for the like weather, a week. The weather is so prime in the fall at yeah. night to get the fire going. Like there's no level of comfort like being under a blanket with the bonfire in the fall. I definitely, a summer bonfire. Completely different. Yeah, you get me out there strumming the guitar, playing some chicken fried for everyone out there. I would literally smash your guitar over your head if that happened. Why? You're that guy? You bring a guitar to the (laughs) campfire? Not all the time. I did it this summer for one. People were asking for it. I was getting requests. I thought you said you couldn't play the guitar. When did I say that? I've been playing the guitar when? for a year. I I you taught said, myself the guitar. My buddy Zach also helped me out there. No, that's what you said. You said I I can only play like one song. No, I I can play chords. I got chords down. I don't have any like I have nothing else to my my resume but okay. chords. Whatever. Bonfires is a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna growl at you for that one, Colin. Didn't like that. Um, my last one here to round out my Sparty Awards is the cider mill. Yeah, it's I mean, it's number one. It's got to be number one. Uh, I still haven't been to one. <gasps> 
Have you had the donuts at least from a cider mill? I, I, have, get, I, I did, That's the. I we'll have, get you to it. Uncle John's. I. It depends. Mm. There's a lot of. There's top tier cider mills. We got like the antique store and the and you got the candy shop in there and they're making donuts and the caramel apples and the cider. Then you got your like you know you get in you get out whatever. But the cider mill in general, if they got the hay, because sometimes they'll do the pumpkin patch cider mill combo. Yes, that's the best. Where's Yates at? Yates is in Rochester. Is Yates the one that has the pumpkins? I no. I mean Yates is like right. In like right by downtown Rochester, you know where the Onnits is. Yeah, it's like basically right across the street. Okay, but yeah, Yates is the cider mill. Maybe the I mean, best donuts I've ever had. In my nothing life. says fall like the cider mill. Like we'll this, get you to do a that, cider the milk. cinnamon donuts that people Ooh, have at cider. That sounds good. I don't know why. Like, wh- why did the cider mill become like corner of the market on donuts? That I like. I thought about that the other day. Also, who gets plain donuts at the cider mill? That's crazy. You have to get the cinnamon ones. Yeah, I can't even eat plain donuts for. Like, okay, like, I like the plain donuts. Maybe at Tim Hortons if you're like, hey, or Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I never had Krispy Kreme. You've never I, had Krispy Kreme? No, but I can imagine those are good because the glaze. Like, there's nothing bro. to them. Nothing to them, bro. Yeah, mm. Krispy Kreme's pretty solid. I think the coolest thing about Krispy Kreme though is the hat. Like the hat. The, the hats are great. Yeah, hats other than that, great. that, they're kind of overrated. Really. Oh, whoa, whoa. Love. You really like Krispy Kreme that I much? I love Krispy Kreme. No, you don't. You what, don't. You're what lying What donuts to are better? What donuts are better? I can name... And th- throw out cider mills. Throw out cider mills. What, what donuts are better? Yates. Basically, every donut at a cider mill is better than... Throw Krispy. out the cider mill, though. That's, oh, throw that's out? Different. They've cornered the market. I'm a big Tim Hortons guy. I <laughs> love Timmy Hortons. Right Tim Hortons is not a fire donut. Don't eat enough donuts. I don't know. Contrary to popular belief, I don't eat enough donuts, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my number one. I like it. I like it. That, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, what happened to the other one here? This I'm reading. You only gave me four. No, I, I didn't. One, I two, three, four, five. I, I started though. You didn't say one of them. Oh, did I? Did the I skip one. over one? The middle one. You wow, didn't say I completely that one. skipped. Oh, well, going pumpkin patch slash hayride. Yes, there. So that's like the tangential thing to like the cider mill. It's yeah. It's all great stuff, man. It's all great. Didn't stuff. even realize this. Have you guys ever been on a hayride? No, like a college one. That's like my no. one. Yeah, I got the do one that. thing I said coming into this year. I, I just wanted to meet a nice lady who took me on a hayride. So if there's any <laughs> ladies out there that are in desperate need of a date, definitely every, listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably listening right now. I'm sure there's tons of you. Uh, hit me up. I'm available. Um, hop, do what uh, do what all the girls do. Hop on like Tinder or one of them dating apps and just be like, I'm only yeah, looking for a bio, date to a hayride. I will say my my buddy John. He's got this like Greek like this Greek club he's in. He's taking me on the hayride at this Friday, so I appreciate him for doing that, because I, I just wanted to go Are on. Are you going to make him, like, the little jug? No, I don't think you we're, make making, him a we're not <laughs> making jugs. We're not making jugs. We're just going to show up, just two dudes, just yeah. two bros, bro two and bros, down. Guys being dudes, you know. <laughs> Broing down. But, yeah, all good stuff. Fall's a great time, especially in Michigan, so uh, that was a good Sparty Awards. A nice, nice, that was nice. Warms the soul a little bit. It does. You got to go have a pumpkin spice latte now. Yes, exactly. We got to get you the cider mill, too. Um, We, we do want to get in our second part of Michigan State football here. I'm hoping these guys are still on the line here. I've been talking now for a half hour, and I feel I do this to people all the time. I appreciate people being early on the phone call, but it's like, you know, I just run my mouth, and we talk about pumpkin spice lattes for a half hour, and they're probably falling asleep in the car. Um, So we'll see. I know a car is on the phone right now getting that set up for us. Um, but yeah, Michigan State football part two here. We'll preview some Wisconsin football as that's going on next week on Saturday. Wisconsin. Uh, we'll of course get back into the Ohio State game that, that traumatized Collins. You, you're not a big fan of Matt Coggle these days, are you? Oh no! Like yeah, uh, make a 27-yard field goal. 
That's right. an absolute but joke. But again, last year everyone loved him. And you no, see, no, no, you no, see no. what happens, Julian? People just turn no, on no. you like that. They it's just not, turn on you like that. The whip, you know? It's the same thing with women. They do the same thing no, no, to you. No, no, they no. love you one minute, and the no. next one they, you're getting yelled at. It's a mess. I'm starting to like, I don't know what's going on with Michigan State kickers, but the last three kickers they've had, Dan Conroy, Michael Dider, and what's his name, Codlin? They've Matt. all gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. They've all gotten worse throughout their career. It makes no sense to me. And they all were number four. So maybe they gotta Ooh. switch numbers every year. Bad number. All right. Well, we'll get some opinions <laughs> on that. Uh, we now we now go live to the boys in the car. I think I hit the right button there, gentlemen. Are you with me? Hey, we're here. What's up? Is that Bach? That's Bach. Yes, yeah. I yep. got it. I picked it <laughs> off immediately. It's Bach. We're out in the middle of uh, middle of nowhere in Ohio, fellas. But I just before we even start, I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed the Friday Awards this week. It made me made me feel made me feel like. Fall is here. Get a little warm and fuzzy. A little warm and fuzzy inside. We're we're driving by pumpkin patches, farm fields that have been harvested. (laughs) I'm just like... This is why Bach is so good on play-by-play. He's giving us a great description of this guy. I feel like it's fall. So, yeah. Yeah, we're out here in the middle of nowhere, but... Happy to be with you. Well, you'll be driving through the middle of nowhere for quite some time since you're in Ohio. Uh, first of all, I guess my, my first question there, any hostility you guys had at the stadium yesterday? Absolutely none. Wow. Ohio State was, I, I, I can speak it for myself, I think the rest of the car agrees with me, that the Ohio State, one, the Ohio State student radio, and two, the uh, communication staff was as hospitable and kind to us as, as anyone could have possibly been. So, uh, Really, really impressed with with the the fan base of Ohio State and all the people that we dealt with. So, not not a bad word to say. Good, I, I'm glad to hear that. Of course, Eric, yourself, Joe Dandron, Luke Sacone, Alex McRae, Austin Winslow, all were at the game yesterday. Uh, we did talk about Ohio State in that game at the beginning of the show, but uh, real quickly, your thoughts from that game last night as you watched the Spartans fall to the Buckeyes, 34 to 10. Well, you know, it felt, and we, we we talked about this on the broadcast a little bit. It felt like the game was a bit closer than the score indicated. Um, Michigan State, you know, left a lot of points on the field uh, last night. And honestly, once they weathered that storm of two fumbles on the first two possessions, it felt like this was a game that Michigan State was going to be in. But uh, it just it wasn't meant to be. They couldn't finish drives. They had untimely penalties. Um, and I am really of the opinion that Brian Lewerke played really well. Minus, Thank you. You know, the miss. Minus the miss to Cody White and uh, and the interception, but we can chalk that one up to just trying to force things there at the end. But I think the really the only bad play Brian Lewerke made in the game was missing Cody White on that on that play that would have been a touchdown. Oh yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, completely agree. He made great throws over the top, and like you said, if if take away that miss to Cody White, we might even say he outdueled Justin Fields in this matchup. I don't think. I mean, you could put it up there. He had a great performance. He played well, especially against pressure. In my opinion, he made a lot of throws while being hit or while having a player in his face that I thought were good. And so, obviously, we had a very similar thought on this game. But looking ahead, the loss is here at Ohio State. You're looking towards a Wisconsin team now, and if you're Michigan State. You got to get the wins, and you got to keep it rolling towards this end of the season. There can't be room for mistakes. Uh, a loss to Arizona State really leaves you with no margin for error. What are you looking for out of that Wisconsin matchup? As, as they look really, really good, powered by a Heisman candidate. I think for Michigan State, especially defensively, I think they match up a lot better with Wisconsin than they do than they did with Ohio State because now 
Wisconsin has one threat over the top in Cephas, and it's with an inexperienced quarterback that hasn't really been tested yet this year. The Michigan game was, you know, was such a dominant performance on the ground that Wisconsin didn't really ask very much of Cole, their their freshman quarterback. I just think that Michigan State can stack the box and sell out on the run with Jonathan Steeler. And if Cephas beats you once over the top, so be it. But um, that, that's I think defensively, Michigan State is will have their strength played to more by by Ohio State or by Wisconsin rather than than what we saw last night because there's J.K. Dobbins kind of picks the Spartan defense apart because of the threat of those three burners that Ohio State has in Victor Olave and uh, K.J. Hill. So I just think that you know the Spartans match up a lot better with Wisconsin. Eric, I looked at this defense, and the one problem they got is that second cornerback. I think they threw out Durvin last night. They had Dominique Long trying to play that second corner position. Is Josh Butler hurt? What's going on there? Because they list him on the depth chart, but is he not playing? Yeah, no, he did not see the field last night. Uh, no word from anybody on what the what the deal was if he was hurt. Like you said, he was still on the two deep. Um, I just don't get it. Do you, I like really don't get it because Kalon Durbin was getting roasted. He's he's getting picked on, and yeah. I I think all opposing offenses are choosing to pick on him, and they're choosing wisely. Yeah. Did we lose I think them? We lost them. I think we did oh, lose them. Wow, they're, they're dropped. Well, it's all right. They're dri- They're driving through Ohio. It was bound to happen yeah. sooner or later. So that's okay. Well, they they good analysis. I just needed to hear that because I like as a Michigan State fan, I was like, where is Josh Butler? Like, I, agree. I, I yeah, and I, I think agree, Durbin, yeah. there was the one play down the sideline that he kind of took a really weird angle on and got burned, and then it looked it looked bad. Did anyone else get triggered too that he didn't pick up like the fumble in the end zone? That yeah. triggered me. I don't know why that triggered. <laughs> that, me. By the way, you can't sell me there's enough evidence that that was a touchdown. Oh yeah, it wasn't. But whatever. I mean, it didn't matter. They were in a store the next play anyway, so that that was out of control. Um, I don't know if we got these guys back on. They're back on. Okay, guys. Hello, Eric. Are you there? Yeah, we're in the middle, and uh, yeah, like I, said, I, I figured it was bound, it was bound to happen. Um, Eric, unfortunately, we're uh, we're running short on time here, so I got one more question for you, if you guys don't mind to wrap it up. Uh, obviously, you look at Michigan State now; uh, they're a four and two team, and I, and as Colin said earlier, which was a great point, I don't think this loss stings as bad if you don't drop the game to Arizona State. So, in your opinion, if you're if you're Mark D'Antonio now, what's the message going forward as far as getting your team rallied up? I mean, obviously, you still have a lot of big games left. Wisconsin's go- coming up next week. You have Penn State and Michigan still on the docket as well. Uh, what do you think is a realistic goal for this team now moving forward, and where do you hope to see them finish at the end of the year? I think that um, that nine and three is a really is a mark that Michigan State can attain if they clean up a lot of the a lot of the mental errors. I mean. Luke and I, Luke Saccone and I, were talking on the broadcast last night that to win that game last night, Michigan State would have had to have played a almost perfect, mistake-free, flawless game. Yeah, and that's you know that obviously did not even come close to happening. And I don't think Ohio State, frankly, played that well last night either, um, offensively especially. They, I mean, they had that huge second quarter, but after outside of that twenty-four point second quarter, the Buckeyes didn't do too much on offense last night. But um, I think you know it's realist. I don't think it's realistic to say that Michigan State's going to go three and zero in the three big games that they have left in Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan. Um, but I think two and one in those games is a, a very attainable goal for Michigan State, especially you know Michigan's offense looks lifeless. Penn State, you know, Mark D'Antonio has had James Franklin's number ever since Franklin's taken over Penn State. 
And Wisconsin next week is a bit of a toss-up for me because, you know, coming off a loss, a lot of the guys, you know, some of the vibes you get post-game last night was saying Michigan State players know what needs to change. Like, Daryl Stewart was pretty uh, pretty open in his post-game about how he needs to be better, how the offense needs to be better. And I think if Lewerke can, can duplicate his performance from last night, next week in Wisconsin, Michigan State's got a really good chance to win that ball game. Well, as you mentioned, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and Michigan State will face off on Saturday at 3.30 p.m., that game being in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, there's still high hopes. I think 9-3 and three is a realistic goal, and, you know, I, ho- I hope I don't get let down. And Collins do. can't get let down I mean, or else he might lose his No, mind. I've already been let down because it's a failure of a season. Oh, it that's already what is. I, I do it wanna, is. I, it is. I do want to ask is. you, So Eric, anyone who doesn't think it's a failure of seasons, <laughs> lying to and themselves. And that is the question I want to ask you, Eric. I mean, I have kind of talked about it from my piece that it, it's not – I don't think that huge of a failure or a disappointment. And I, Collins feels a completely different way, so I want to get your take on it. If this season is a failure so far, that's what you're asking me? Colin, yeah, Collins sees, you know, now uh, with the two losses and potentially a third coming by some other team, that just being 9-3 and three and making, you say, even they make a New Year's 6, that is a failure and a disappointment. No, if they make a, a New Year's 6, it's not a failure. Okay. If, they go, if, you if they go 9-3, and three, it's a failure. Okay, 9-3 and three is a failure. Yes. Okay, well, I don't think anyone realistically expected Michigan State to go into Columbus on a Saturday night and leave with a victory. Agreed. Agreed. But but the Arizona State game has been well-documented on how that was basically on the coaches, right? Yep. I think we can all all agree that Arizona State was, you know, coaching misfires. But I still think that Mark Antonio has proven in the past that he, you know, can kind of turn things around. I mean, the past couple years have been bad offensively. But they, this offense this year, to me, is so much better than last year because, one, they have a running back that you know can make people miss and is an actual Big Ten running back in Elijah Collins, who I thought was underutilized last night. Um, Brian Lewerke is back to healthy form and playing you know, back to his 2017 form. And the defense, you know, they got gassed a little bit last night, but Ohio State has is arguably a top – two or three offense in the country. So 34 points on prime time on the road against a team that had been given up 52 points or had been scoring 52 points a game is, is to me, not, you know, doomsday end-all, be-all. But I know, I know Mr. Collins thinks that, you know, anything less than 12-0 and all is a, is a, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just give, want, it, I, we're, give it right back I, to the I will box. say yeah. this. I will say this. If you're a Michigan State fan and you look at this roster and you've looked at this roster the last three years and you're going to get out of this and not even get to Indianapolis, that's a failure in the last three years. No, because I, with this defense... I don't, I don't disagree with that. That's what I'm saying. Because next year, guess what? They're going to be bad. Really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, to not capitalize on a defense like this, a senior-led offense with a bunch of seniors that basically came back to do something special and they're going to go nine and three. I just I, I, I don't I think it's a failure. But do you think, think like uh, the defense is very good. The, I, yeah. The defense is great. But the offense they are seniors but I think you kind of see it against Ohio State. not bad. They're they've not, not been bad not, this not, year. But they're not that good either. Yeah but the, that's not I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying going I, nine and three nine, nine and three feels like a disappointment to me. Can I can I make one more comment about the offense? Last mm-hmm. night was so frustrating offensively because there were so many signs of life. Yep, yep. You know, you got two or three. There were 
how many times, other than minus the two turnovers, was it just a three and out, like one, two, three kick? There were always two or three first down before yep. you know things stalled out. Michigan State's offense, which in, inside the opponent, between like the opponent's twenty and forty-five yard lines this year, has been absolutely putrid. Like yep. they, once they get in the red zone, they've been executing okay. Coglin's had some issues. But, like, that fringe red zone area has been such an area of struggle this year, and I think if they would have been a little bit better in that area last night, I'm not saying they win, but I think the game's a lot more competitive. Well, hopefully Mm -hmm. things turn around as the Spartans take on the Badgers next week. Uh, Eric, we appreciate your time today. We appreciate you guys going out there doing great work, as, as always. Have a safe trip home, my friend. All right. Thank you, sir. Pleasure. All righty. We appreciate those guys going out there. Always a great job. Always a great job. They, they always kill it. Love sending our boys on the road. Football, I mean, I was looking at the content yesterday that's been churning out. Particularly football and every other sport has been fantastic. Absolutely. As always here on The Impact. All right, quick break here. Uh, we're going to do some baseball today, but we got to do picks. I'm sorry, baseball fans. We'll get to it eventually. Quick baseball. Julian, are the Cardinals done? No. Okay. okay. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. That's, all, uh, that's our baseball talk. All right. Quick break here, folks. We have a very special guest coming on for our pick segment, as we always do to end the show. Uh, if you want to join the show, 517-432-3893 is the number, or text us at 517-884-8989. Tweet us at WDBM Sports. Hashtag GW Report. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be back in just a second. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Oh, I needed it today. A little Eric Church for you on this fine Sunday morning. Take I don't you to hate church. It. Take you to church on Sunday morning. Yeah. Just saw him in Grand Rapids on Friday night. Nice. I'll tell you what. Even if you're not, a, I mean, probably if you are a country music fan, you need to go see Eric Church. It's my second time in like six months, I think. Oh. That's all you got to say. Oh, you like country music. I love country music. You don't not like a Eric concert Church? guy. Not, what does that even mean? What? I don't know. I just say it's just not my environment. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea what that means, but whatever. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes left here on the Green and White Report, folks. Of course, at the end of the show, we always do our NFL picks. A very special guest in studio, a surprise to us today, uh, former sports director here uh, at Impact 89 FM, our, still, as I call him, our fearless leader, Mr. Ryan Cole. Welcome back. Gentlemen. Wow, what... What is it like here to be on air? Gosh, this, <laughs> I know, right? It's I've been, been, so I've been producing for so long. I don't know what it's like to get behind a mic. How's Cadillac? Yeah. Cadillac is uh, it's the Chicago of the North. Is that what they say? No, it, nobody <laughs> no, says no. that. Have yeah. you been hitting up the party lounge like I said? Party lounge all the time. I was there Friday night. I, I what a spot. kid you not. Great wow. potato skins. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what a spot. If you're in Cadillac. Interesting. So how is the job treating It's you? going good. It's going good. I, I miss Michigan State. I miss, you know, the... You know, being right here around all the sports teams and it being around you guys, you know, it's uh, it's tough up there, but um, but it's been going good. You know, a job's it's, a job. A job's a job. You know, right. getting that paycheck. You know, it's uh, it's going good. But I hear we're uh, doing some picks, and of course. you know, I was like, you know what, might as well get in here. Of course, and, yeah. and we're happy to have you. Unfortunately, a Lions bye week. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, what do you think about the Lions? I know you're a big Lions guy. Yeah, I mean, 
I was I was pretty impressed with how they played against the Chiefs. Honestly, I mean that was that was pretty good. And the NFC North though looks really good though. I mean the Bears defense yeah. is awesome. Aaron Rodgers is really good, and uh, you know it looks like the Vikings might be fourth. So I don't know. I I like the Lions this year. Maybe sneak into a playoff spot. I like that. I like the yeah. optimism. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, you had breaking news for us. I do have breaking news. I'm a little upset with Julian over there, my uh, my Impact is own protege you know, here. I'm out here doing a live show. Didn't, didn't break the news yeah. on live radio that Michigan State basketball just landed a four-star they point did. guard. They did. I have to keep my phone on silent, though. Well, you know, no, <laughs> yeah, no disruptions during the live show. So. Not that anyone ever contacts me ever for any reason, but my phone's on silent, too. But uh, A.J. Hoggard is going to be a Spartan, class of 2020, out of uh, Huntington Prep. I believe that's where Miles Bridges played. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. His, uh, his one year, he wasn't in Flint. So class of 2020, he's ranked 71 nationally, so four-star kind of guy, 6'2", 190. How to, are you? He's, uh, you know. Yeah, I believe he's like the number two ranked player in Pennsylvania, 13th point guard nationally. Okay. Really? Well, hey, you know, at least if Michigan State football lets you down, Collins, you always have basketball. It is. It's. And Michigan State hockey. Don't forget. Yeah, that. but are, are, don't forget that hockey. Cole, aren't you always a? You're always a Michigan State's a football school guy, aren't you? Yes, it is a football school, hundred percent. I we can never say. I agree. That's a whole. That's a really? whole. Yeah. Yeah. You two are on the same side. Show. Collins and I are here on this. No, I agree with. Oh, you agree with that? So it's, it's all baby. three. Uh, Let's go. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, goes, you've been borderline. I just think it's a football state. So yes, 100%. So let's go. Let's go. We're not talking about Everyone's all hockey and everything. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's a football state. So if Michigan State's football program is. Say like when they went to the Rose Bowl, but I think it, I think it changes differently versus pro sports versus professional. I just think college, I mean the college sorry. college football is bigger and like college basketball in like the Midwest There's very is weird. few basketball schools. Very, but I think few. if you're talking just college level, most people will care more about the basketball team than the football. For team. one month a year, I think they care about Michigan State football for about four or five. That's mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think it's football. I, I think if if you know if, it's the closest school where it's like has yes. an equal balance. Yes. I will say that hundred percent. Well. On the football train. Let's go. <laughs> I believe it is time for the picks. Okay, guest picker Ryan Cole oh, on here. We music. still we still have <laughs> no idea what anyone's record is. We'll get to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- uh, Akaru, start it this week. Well, start Akaru, it this week. Akaru, Akaru shouldered, he shouldered that last week. It's not his fault. It's not his job. We should be the we should be keeping track of no, who that's, with the picks. That's my bad. That's my bad. No, but I will say I think <laughs> I might have not lost the game yet. I think I lost all the games last <laughs> week. I've definitely lost a couple. Either of way. Games. All right, we'll get rolling on the picks here. Uh first game of the week, Steelers and Ravens in Pittsburgh. The Ravens are a three and a half point favorite, Mr. Cole. Uh, I gotta take the Ravens to cover there. The Steelers just look like they're in trouble. Give me the Ravens bait. I like Lamar Jackson. Mason Rudolph's had a weird face. I don't like them. Give me the Ravens. <laughs> a lot of girls think he's good looking. Really? Yeah. What? He's not. Uh, no. He's not. For he's that had a sense. weird helmet, too. Anyone who's had like, a weird helmet I don't like feel comfortable with, I can't pick you. But you don't like Lamar's okay. helmet, either. I hate Lamar's helmet. Yeah, but he, hate I, Lamar's he's helmet. like, everyone the wears the speed flex, <laughs> though. No, he's had a running back helmet, though. It makes no sense. Sorry. He's a running back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a you're running, right. He's a running yeah. back. Give me the Ravens as well in this one. The uh, the Steelers really did no, me where dirty. No, the music oh, go? The mu- it's all right. He, we'll, we'll get it back out. It's a, he's, he's doing stuff back there. Give him a give him a break. It'll Sorry. come back. <laughs> we'll get music back up there. Uh, the, the Steelers really screwed me last week. I think against the Bengals, right? They're like a one point dog, and they I think so, won yeah. by a million points. I'm gonna take the Ravens here. I think the Ravens are actually a competent football team. I'm like the Steelers. Uh, next game, Bears and Raiders. The Bears are at home and a five point favorite. Bears at home, I'm going to take in, them there. It's yeah. in London. 
Oh, oh that's is right. It? it is in Tottenham London. Tottenham Stadium. How they do that? Wait, playing. Wait, did that no, already happen? No, Trubisky's at, out. No, it's at 1 p.m., which is the dumbest thing the NFL schedule could do. Oh, Trubisky's out. No, yeah, he is. Chase Daniel yeah. starting. Chase today. Daniel. Chase in. Daniel starting. I'm still taking the Bears to cover. Hey, Great. Collins, I got a sidebar question for you, real quickly. What? Do you think an NFL team in the London will, in London will work? Yes no. or no? No. And no, if I they agree. did that, I would be infuriated. But uh, <laughs> I uh, why at Tottenham Stadium? I don't like soccer, but I do like the Raiders today. Love the Raiders. I like the Raiders on the money line today. Chase Daniel played pretty good in relief last week. I just don't think they're going to be able to produce enough. And I think Derek Carr's played really good this year, so give me the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Bears in this one. No Trubisky, no problem. I think no Trubisky. Big problem, even though I think with him in general, you still have a problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me the Raiders here. Knock out what if you're with me. I, we Why need to stop doing, doing that. I hate it because it was the worst part of hard knocks. I it was the best. Uh, give me the Raiders there. Also, that's marble. M- whatever. We don't. We have wood. Can we afford wood? I don't know. Is marble cheaper than wood? Who knows? Uh, Bengals and Cardinals. Both these teams stink <laughs> like hot garbage. The Bengals are somehow a three-point favorite here, Mr. Cole. I'm going with the Cardinals. Get that dub, uh, Kyler Murray. I think he's exciting, and, and the Bengals. Just Andy Dalton era has gone way too long. This is my last week. I'm going <laughs> to start. Joe Mixon in fantasy. Yep. So, hey, they better show up today. <laughs> I, 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 actually, this line doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm taking the Bengals minus three, because why are they favored by three points? Ryan does not know. So, I'm going to go Bengals. with the, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals in this one. I stand with my short quarterbacks. Yes. Uh, this, game, short I, this, game is, <laughs> this game is borderline unwatchable. Uh, because the Bengals are at home, I will take the Bengals and no other reason other Paul than Paul Brown that. Stadium. <laughs> It's right yeah. by a bridge. It's pretty cool. The electric, some skyline chili for you. Ooh. Uh, Panthers and Jags. The Panthers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. You know, I'm going to go with the Jaguars as well. I'm all over the uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, Minshew mania. The, the Minshew mania. All over it. I love that he wears a headband. I love the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think I pick them every week. I, I, I just mm. Their defense has to show up eventually. Mm-hmm. Their, their defense has not played very well this year. So I, I think they have a big day today, and I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me the Jags. Minshew's still my starting quarterback in fantasy. Really? Still. My, tough, still. Year, tough year for you? Very tough. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Is you, it, who'd you draft? I'm uh, 0-4 right now. Not a good sign. Uh, this, is 500. A, this is a tough one, but no Cam Newton again. Uh, Kyle Allen. Shout Kyle out Kyle Allen. Allen. Yeah, Nathan Stearns is Where probably is Stearns? up in our oh. right now about this. Uh, I will take the Jags. I think, like you said, Collins, our defense is bound to show up. I'm going to ride the Minshew Mania train until it's over, and it's not over yet. Uh, Giants and Vikings. The Vikings are a four and a half point favorite on the road. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Giants to cover. I think the Vikings still will win, but four and a half, that's too much. Love the Giants this week. A lot of disarray with the Vikings. Like, Stefan Diggs flat out basically saying, oh, are there problems here? He's like, well, all rumors are basically true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was yeah. Like, I was like, that was a wild move, Stefan. I don't uh, know. I think Kirk Cousins could go off for 450 this week. But, I, that, I, but then next week, just go back to right. being Kirk Cousins. 45 yards yeah. this week. I yeah. love him to death, but I, I think I think all this talk, they might go off this week. I, I love Captain Kirk, but I, I think he's lost it. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I like the Giants in this spot, and I like Daniel Jones. I like the Giants as well. Our favorite substitute teacher, Mr. Jones. Yes, dude. <laughs> yep. Give no, me the Giants. No, he literally looks like he works at Golden Sachs. <laughs> he's like an intern at Golden Sachs. Golden Sachs. Yeah. Oh, well. Give me the Giants as well. Redskins and Patriots. The Patriots are a 15-and-a-half point favorite on the road. Goodness. It's 17 now. Is it really? Yeah. 17? Well, this, I'm going off 15-and-a-half. Okay. This right. is if we're says. going off 15-and-a-half, that's a big difference. No, just kidding. I'm still taking the Patriots. Patriots. Out. Yeah, Patriots. Yeah. 
You never bet against the Patriots, and I didn't bet against them last week, and they killed me. I think yeah. they were a seven-point favorite, and they won by six or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the, no, they did cover last week. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, look at that. You never never Wait, no, bet against didn't. the Patriots. No, no, they didn't. You're killing me. Sorry. Well, well, I look like an idiot now. Yeah, sorry. They did cover. <laughs> you, yeah. never yeah. Bet, yeah. you never bet against the Patriots. That team stinks over there in D.C. Give me the Patriots. Sorry, Colt Davis McCoy Eagle. starting today. Shout out Colt McCoy. Oh, I didn't know he was still Tennessee. a legend. God. Uh, wow. Eagles and Jets. I didn't know he was in the NFL. <laughs> Eagles and Jets. The Eagles are laying 14 at home. 14. Wow. Ooh. A lot of points. Give me, give me the Jets to cover there, but I mean, yeah, Eagles win. Michigan State Dread, Adam Gaze, and yes. my boy Luke Falk and Le'Veon Bell are going to get smoked today. Give me the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Jets to cover. Eagles win. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold, that mono might be spreading through the locker room. You never He's know. He's not even oh, doing no. <laughs> Did you hear what he His said this call? week? He's like, I don't want to go in the field and like die. I'm like, dude, chill. You got mono. You got mono. I like, calm it down. Yeah. Like, uh, if you get hit in the spleen, it's going to explode. Yeah. Like, what happened? I, I settle think, down, dude. I think the Eagles are on the right track here. Uh, being at home, too, I, I think 14 is a lot, but they'll cover. Give me the Eagles. Saints and Buccaneers. Bucks looking to eat that W for the second week in a row. They still stink. Saints are a three-point favorite at home. Three-point favorite? Yeah, give me the Saints. I like Teddy Bridgewater there. Give me Jameis and the boys. I, I And the boys. Saints like have not looked that good with Teddy Bridgewater. I think the Bucks defense does enough with Sue and Barrett. Give me Jameis. Jameis has played well other than week one. Like he has played well. They should be three and one. I'm rolling with Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints. Yeah, white gloves. The white gloves this week if they make an appearance. Gets it, that's Collins as always his his condition. His if he's not wearing the white gloves, my yeah. pick doesn't count. That's one of my pet peeves. I don't know, I don't get how you throw a football with gloves. I know. I don't know. That's, I don't why. that's why he's not a starting yeah. quarterback. Yeah, well, except for now when Breeze is hurt. He's uh, got to wear the white gloves, though. I will, I will take the Saints. Texans and Falcons. Texans are a four-point favorite at home. Uh, I think the Falcons are just free-falling this year. Give me, the, give me the Texans there. I I just want the Falcons have like not covered I think all year. Mm-hmm. Give me the Falcons. I don't know. The, nice rationale good, there. Yeah, good, Bill, <laughs> Bill, Bill that's O'Brien good for both of our picks. Yeah, <laughs> Bill O'Brien is like the king of like. Did they really lose that week? Or yeah, and, like, did true. they really like? Yeah. I, I feel like the Falcons won this week. That being said, I'm still going with the Texans. Okay. I need I need Hopkins to go off for me this week. Him and Deshaun Watson have been really bad for my. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take the Texans here. The Falcons stink. Uh, Titans and Bills. Titans at home, a three point favorite. I am going to take the Bills to cover Titans to win. Let's go. Buffalo bu- Buffalo money line. Josh Allen, I don't know how he's playing. He literally got knocked out last week, and he's, like, playing. Probably should look into that, Buffalo. Probably should look into that, but I like <laughs> Buffalo still. I like Buffalo as well. I think Josh Allen's my guy. I mean, their the, one loss to be the Patriots, you know. Yes. Their defense is elite. Like, yes. Straight up, it's top five, in a, top five in NFL. Great defense. Josh Allen probably a little bit woozy after that hit, but I think he can get it woozy. done. Give me the bills here. Chargers and Broncos. Chargers at home. Not in San Diego, Collins. In Los San Angeles. Di- the San Diego Chargers. Uh, Six-point favorite. Uh, I, I think they win by seven. Give me the Chargers. Ooh. I like the Broncos to cover here. I do as well. I like the Broncos to cover. Joe Flacco stinks. Give me the Chargers. Yep. Cowboys and Packers, the game that my eyes will be glued to. Uh, Cowboys at home, three-and-a-half point favorite. Three-and-a-half for Cowboys. Give me the Packers to win straight up. I absolutely love the Packers here. Wow. Aaron Rodgers is 3-0 and mm. against the Cowboys in his career. And when I, whenever I think about these two teams playing, I just think about Aaron Rodgers rolling to his left, throwing a 45-yard ball and a, like a diamond, and Mason Crosby in a 55-yarder. That's not happening again today. Give me the 
Give me the Packers. You heard All it here right. first. <laughs> yeah. That's good reasoning. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, though. Dak has been really, really good. I think he Except continues last that. week. Except last week. I think the Cowboys are frauds, and you're going to see it again yes. today. They're the not Packers, frauds, the, dude. Their think, defense yeah. is legit. Okay, how many years I got to hear that? Should we get Romo back out there, and then maybe they'll be good again? I don't know. Whatever. Are you Tony Romo guy? He's a decent commentator. I don't know, Jim. But I'm gonna get He's the done Packers. a great head of hair, dude. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Does he? Dude, he, next time you watch a game, watch, look at really Tony Romo's hair. hair. Great Can I just say, hair. I don't know that I've ever been on a show with Ryan Collins. This is an honor. I just love your <laughs> wow. humor on You're the, the show. You're the first person this to say awesome. those words. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Right here on the Green and White Report, yeah. brought to you by Impact 89 WDBM, East Lansing. Yeah. Got that in there. Legal. Nice. One o'clock. Nice. Uh, I'm taking the Packers here. I think they'll actually win. Unfortunately, I need them to lose today, but I think the Packers will win this game outright. Chiefs and Colts. Chiefs back at Arrowhead, 11-point favorite. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. That's a good, good team right there. T.Y.'s back, and I oh, bet I, I I always bet when T.Y.'s in the lineup. He was in the lineup last week. Give me Jacoby Brissett. Shout out NC State. I like the Colts to cover 11. That's, that's a lot it, yeah. of points, dude. That's a lot of points. I'm a, I don't know. That's two deep, touchdowns. Yeah, but the Colts' defense is good. Like, they haven't played that well this year. I think they'll show up with – I don't know if Darius Leonard's playing today, star middle linebacker for them, but I like the Colts. Actually, Chiefs blast them. Oh, okay. Uh, Blast them. I actually, I actually think the Chief, uh, the Colts are a decent team. Yeah. Uh, Arrowhead always scares me. Um, I'll get whatever. Give me the Colts here. Especially a night game. There, Give me though. the Colts nah. here. Uh, last game here: 49ers and Browns. I think that's the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that might be tough to watch. That, uh, that's probably the best Monday night game that there's been for a while. And that's though. saying yeah. something. Monday night games are bad. And that's awful. saying something. Yeah. Uh, the Niners are at home, and they are a four-point favorite. Oh, give me the Browns to win it. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I like San Francisco. I think they got a good defense. I don't believe in Jimmy G yet, but I think they get it done. Can we talk about like how Monday night games have been relegated to like the worst game of the week now? They they totally know. switched with the new Thursday, Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday I don't know what's night, going on. Thursday night this week was awesome. Rain yeah. Seahawks. And then Monday night games are just after that. I mean, Monday night will be good, and that's two weeks with this game and then the Lions-Packers. Yeah. But still, I don't know. Monday night you said be a good game every week. It's kind of weird now. Yeah. Give me the Browns in this one. I love the Browns. <sighs> I don't like I don't like either of these teams, to be honest with you. I'm just going to take the Browns. I feel like they'll get this win here, and then all oh, the Browns are back. Then they'll probably lose the rest of the games this year. But I'll, I'll take the Browns. Why not? Uh, it is what it is. But those are the picks, folk, folks. Picks, folks. Uh, we appreciate you being here, Ryan Cole. Uh, I how did you, you enjoy? How did you enjoy your pick segment? Oh, that was great. I mean, just I get so energized with that music. I yeah, swear, I know, to you. Right? that just Ooh. gets the blood flowing. Could make you run through a wall. It's like that. Uh, did you guys see that video on Twitter? It's like where the guy said, "Show me your heart," and it's just pumping out of you. Like yeah. that's what you say when you hear boom and you hear like you hear oh, all yeah. that music. You're just like, "Let's go!" Exactly. That's all our time here today, folks. We appreciate you being with us on this Sunday morning for Julian Mitchell, Ryan Collins, Ryan Cole, Ian Drummond was here earlier. Henry Menegos, Akaro Kuda, our producer. Thanks for being with us on the Green and White Report, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. Join us next Sunday and every Sunday at 11 a.m. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org slash sports.